ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of The Keel Show. I am your host, Dr. Keel, and I'm the Insider of the Insiders, Tyler Keel. Oh boy, we almost, we almost had a heart attack there, Alex. Did we? Well, well, A, one, the camera fell off the stand over there, so we Wait, had to readjust it. A or that. one? What? A or one? You're going in sequential order. Uh, is it A or one? We'll go. We'll or is go. One A. We'll go, ooh, one A. Like goaltending one A. We'll go with one A for this one. One A. Camera almost fell over. One B. Clearly zoomed in, and you see my Jay's hat, which is now oh, here. Let's show it. There. there it is. There's my Jay's hat. Because and I'm also wearing my Raptor shirt because they're the only Toronto team that's playing right now. Because somebody decided they were going to take a night off and night score. <laughs> I've been holding this in for 24 hours. Oh, and, you know, here's the funny story, everybody. By the way, welcome to the Kiel Show. Here on 12 Ounce Sports, Alex, we're on 12 Ounce Sports. What are we on right now? We are on 12 Ounce Sports. Make sure you're, wa- well, obviously you're watching us somehow or listening to us. But if you're on something and you want to find out where we else, else we are, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you're getting involved in the show. Hashtag TKS at the Kiel Show on Twitter and Facebook. Tyler is chugging coffee. That way he can be ramped up for this episode of the Keel Show. If you have any questions at all, make sure to hit us up in the chat or in the comments during today's episode, and we will try our very best to answer and make sure that you guys get involved with the show. That being said, today's show on 12 Ounce Sports is brought to you by Second String Leather Company. There's a new apparel line coming out with... Coming out? It's already out, Alex. What are you wearing right now, Alex? Oh, this guy. You know that uh, New York Islanders fisherman uh, uniform? Fisherman, Jack, yeah. Yeah. Second String Leather Company... Nice little shirt. Says, crafted from the crease. Crafted from the crease. I'm happy now. I've got my swag. We're good. We're happy now. But alongside this butte that I'm wearing right now, Collection 5 wallets are now down to 50% off. So make 50% sure to- 50% off, Alex. 50% off. What a steal. So make sure you go check Second String Leather Company out. Crafted from the crease. We're also brought to you by mybookie.com. Folks, can we say that NHL hockey playoff hockey is officially back now. That well, there's always been NHL, NHL playoff hockey, Alex. That's not the problem. It is the now the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're officially entering that portion of the play of the postseason. Fair enough. It was the qualifying round. Stanley Cup playoffs are in effect now. The NBA is still going strong. The MLB is starting Raptors. to get their season going. And I mean, yeah, I mean, well, it's only for how, well. however much they can go on. I know a couple teams they had to do some rescheduling with. How is know. Cooper doing, by the way? <laughs> oh, them Cardinals, boys. <laughs> hey. hey, he's an uncle part do uncle part do shout out to our boy Cooper. How do you pronounce his last name? Widenthaler. He Widenthaler. He became an uncle for the second time. That's why I said part do. Oh, part do. Oh, yeah. Shout out to our boy Cooper. Friend of the show, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have him on when we do like something. I don't know. We'll see. Well, well, there's going to be no sports for two months, as we learned today with the Big Ten already voting no for football, which means there's going to be no football whatsoever. MyBookie.com. All these sports are going out right now. Make sure to use the promo code 12 ounce sports and join for free today. On today's program, we are going to be going over the qualifying round recap as well as the round robin, and then we'll also do a first round preview here with. Uh, none other than Penalty Box Radio's Peyton Turnage. And we'll also, hopefully, during the show, be able to bring you breaking news on the results of the f- draft lottery. And you mean, who gets you, you mean the Alexi Lafreniere sweepstakes, Alex? That's what it is. Who gets Alexei Lafreniere? 
Yes. Have we determined how we're going to say it? Is this like a Tavares, Tavares, Marshan, Marshan thing? Because I say Alexi Lafreniere. I've heard people say Alexis Lafreniere. I've heard people like, well, you how's just said. How's it pronounced? I say Alexi. Is, how's it spelled? It's spelled like Alexis. That's what I say. It's, it's spelled like Alexis. But I've always said Alexi. Because that's how some French can, Francophone Canadians would say it. Or how Francophone, French. French Canadian. Just say French Canadian time. You're good. French Canadian. You're good. <sighs> I'm going to say Alexis Lafreniere because there is an S there. And until someone proves me otherwise, well, there's un- an S there. Unfortunately, I can't say anything or I can't turn this up to see how they're saying it here on the NBC Sports Network. I just said that crap. Oh, well, I can't have their audio officially playing because I can say the company, but I can't say I can't actually we can't like stream their broadcast because no, we, we can talk about their stuff. We this, we, we're not just going to get taken off the air purely on the ba- basis that we're talking about. Some hey, you know how hard it was to watch thing. watch the Leafs. We on literally Sportsnet? did an entire episode based on NBC, and we're still here, so I think we're fine. Well, then again, Alex, I mean, it is still one of our most listened to episodes ever. That is true. I told everyone to listen to it last episode. week after before I instead of going off on Mike Millerberry, I decided that I was just going to calm down. I mean, hey, if our viewers and our listeners have the time to during the in betweens between, you know. If it, if it looks like I'm looking the, down, my phone's the, right here, and they're just showing Alexi Lafreniere highlights from the World Juniors, and he's thanks, just... Thanks, Ty. What? Let me speak, man. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to our viewers and our listeners. If you're listening or viewing us, and you have that nice little time between you know this show or maybe the Thursday show that Tyler does, or if you'd only watch slash listen to the Monday shows and you want to figure out something to do in the meantime, make sure to go check out the old... Uh, podcast episodes that me and Tyler did before we partnered with our good friends over at 12 ounce sports. So we got the qualifying round round Robin first round preview draft lottery reaction, Dale Talon and the Panthers part ways. And which is like the perfect time because how could he mess up if, if Florida wins the lottery? Let's uh, let's go into the, uh, let's let's go into who has a chance, Alex, to win this draft lottery. Fair enough. By that, I mean, who lost? <laughs> I give you one team who lost. Just, the Islanders just, just, did not just, lose. They beat Florida. Just, just we'll, we'll get there, Ty. We'll get there. The there. Blue Jackets, there. without the cannon, didn't Ty, lose. Tyler, we're, just, we're going to get there. Okay? So, as of right now, the teams that, well, as of right now, the teams that are in the sweepstakes uh, to win Mr. Lafreniere are the New York Rangers, who were swept by the Canes. Nice. No, yeah, for you, of course. Well, perfect. It was... Florida was my team too. Like that would have been your like your carrying. Like if Florida had actually done it, but I knew they had no chance. In the words of but famous you, but you YouTuber picked, but Mumbo you picked, Jumbo, done and dusted. But you picked Florida. And I appreciate that, Alex. Well, yeah, because I thought they were going to win. We'll get to who actually won in the qualifying round later on in this episode. So the Rangers, the Florida Panthers, who were knocked out by the Islanders, the Winnipeg Jets, who were knocked out by the Flames, Nashville Predators, who we'll talk about later, obviously um, bounced out by the Los Yotes. No, in uh, four. You, did you just say the Los Yotes, Alex? You just said the the. I did. The the lo, the the Yotes. The the Yotes. Fine. The Yotes. Los Yotes. El Yotes. El Deserto Dagos. Los Yotes. You can't say El Yotes. El Yotes. <laughs> Los Yotes. What's that from? Oh, from uh, Peanut from Jeff Dunham. El Jalapeno on a Ah, Pico. yes. I'd like to p- talk to Josie. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I didn't, didn't see, see the E over the, the E. Same thing. I can't find it. A freaking keyboard. The phlegm. The phlegm. Uh, Pittsburgh also was knocked out by the Habs. Happy birthday to Sidney Crosby. You're welcome. Go home. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers were taken down by the Hawks. Hey. Look the, at- the, the Leafs <laughs> lost to the... Union Boys, the Blue Jackets, and the Minnesota Wild 
lost to the Vancouver Canucks in four games. So, boy. Oh, boy. Let's, so they're still waiting to make the announcement, but I will, listen, is it because that I'm a Leafs fan? Like, literally, last night, I didn't know, I literally sat there. I didn't know how to react. I mean, I will say this, having to do prep for this show honestly helped me kind of move on quickly from the loss. What? Oh, you're trying to make sure you don't block anything? No, we're good. Would we're you like good. to see yourself on the camera? Never good. There we yeah, go. We're good. We're good. We got, the camera's still a little tilted, but I'll fix that when we go to break before That's we, fine. Actually, before we talk to doesn't look too bad. It looks edgy. It looks like ESPN2 with lowercase letters because they're cool in the 90s. Oh, look at all these general managers. Look at this lovely Skype call. Can we get on this? Hey, there's Kyle Dubas. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, buddy? Where's your sippy cup, buddy? Where's your sippy cup? That's Steve. <laughs> but wait, did we, have we said congrats to Steve on having a baby yet? Uh, I haven't. Oh, congrats, Steve. Having a child. Yeah, way to go. Um, but anyways, I didn't, I, I really sat there. It's funny when game four was going on, Alex game, which four, game four, the, the Leafs and jackets game. four. Okay. Got to make sure the, fans when the jackets involved. went up three, nothing Kelly was sitting next to me and I lay sat there and she's like, cause I told him like, we're going to be drinking tonight if they lose. Cause that was my pick. I picked the jackets in four. That's why I posted. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be right for the first time in my life. 100% spot on. <laughs> you thought. I thought, and I was shocked to have it figured out that that was not going to be the case when they came back. But I really sat there during the game like, they're going to lose this way, and I don't care. Like, this is embarrassing. But I didn't like, because you remember last year, Game 7, Alex. I went from half, like, how much did I, how many, did I have a whole 2-4? I wasn't with you. No, you were there Game 7. Yes, you were. Last year, yeah. Remember, that was the, because I went to screwdrivers after the empty netter. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how much beer you actually drink after Boston went up to nothing last year in game seven. I just grabbed like an armful of beers because I didn't have them. I took them out of the case like an idiot. I just brought them out of the couch. I set them down. And I just let's go. And I just started hucking them back. I didn't feel the urge to do that. Folks, it, the, the phrase beer before liquor, you never been sicker. Gets what, you there quicker was a phrase that was very well appropriate for that situation. Thankfully, I didn't have to deal with that. You just left that to your at the time fiance. No, that was me having to clean up for the four a.m. shift the next day. Wasn't she here? No, this oh. was this was at the old house. Your oh. mic, pick, pick, fix your mic, dude. Come on, what is your, wrong? Your, it's, what? Pick, it's, it's right there. It's picking your nose is what it's doing. It's right. It's fine. But anyways, I didn't feel the urge to do that. Like I'm like I I almost accepted the loss before they pulled the goaltender made the historic comeback. I literally sat there. I'm like I don't care if they lose this game. If they lose, they lose. They earned it. They earned this loss. And guess what? Maybe they'll actually fix something. But then they actually gave us hope, Alex. They gave us hope going into game five, making that historic comeback and winning it in overtime. And for nothing. For a dud. Yes, they got chances. Yes, JT had a wide open net that Alex, even you could have hit the net. I could have hit the net shooting right-handed with a golf club. That's how easy that shot was that that shot was. But Tyler, it's so it's the playoffs, the pressure. He's a millionaire. He's got all the pressure of the world. I get that and I understand that. But a putt, Dustin Johnson, Alex, who missed a huge putt in the PGA Championship, could have made that shot. That's how bad it was. Yes, I did watch some of the PGA Championship highlights. Regardless, you're already getting to golf, man. One day after. <laughs> Listen, hey, I've been playing golf all, all season, man. But the point is, like, after, like, once it got to 2 nothing, I think Kelly left. She went to go to something else. And I no, because she was with you guys. That's right. Mm-hmm. Game five last night. She was with Alex. So yeah, we were we were watching the game as a family at dad's dad's apartment with Colleen. 
However, you decided no. I'm gonna stay here. I and I'm gonna do work. I stayed home. Well, yeah, because work. Adam. I didn't want to do work. I wanted to stay at home because I wanted to stay focused during the intermission break. So I would have been. I would have felt the need to chat all with you guys. Right, and call. Right. Of course, Colleen would have wanted to talk to me. Hey, what are you doing, Tyler? Oh, here we go. Here we go. The briefcase. Here we go. They pulled the ball. Oh boy. Oh, they got the balls. Okay. Oh, oh geez. They're showing the balls. They're, show, they're showing the eight balls. This is literally like a mafia thing. They all got black suits on and black masks. This is legitimately the mafia, Alex. Anyways, quickly before they go into this game five, I felt once they went up to nothing, I'm like, okay, it's over. It is legitimately over. And thanks to you to Justin Miner on Twitter at Skimner 36. He was kind enough to remind me that the Leafs first round pick this year was lottery protected. I forgot about that because I went off on everyone's like, why does everyone think the Leafs are getting Lafreniere? They traded it to Carolina. I forgot that was in the clause that if it was a top 10 pick. If it was a top 10 pick, the Canes will get next year's pick. So obviously, with this being a top 10 pick, the Canes will receive the Leafs 2021 first round pick, which hopefully doesn't need to be lottery protected. I don't know. Who's the guy next year? I don't know. They're dropping the balls, and they're showing one at a time. Just get on with it. Holy cow. They're really going to do The balls are dropping. It takes time for balls to drop, okay? Oh, it's not. Alex, it's the summer. It doesn't take that long. But the Leafs losing, you know what? They need it. They need to lose. And I want every UFA to be honestly interviewed by the team and said, we don't know. Like, I want that to be an interview process. Do you want to play here? And if you do, show us why. Because I honestly... But, but but I don't know who I. Ta- here's my question though. You say that the Leafs need to lose, but they've lost for over. I how mean, many this decades? this group needed to lose in order to figure out what to change. And Paul Hendrick put Paul Hendrick, who is retired recently and an absolutely wonderful human being. But was, but okay, he made, no, he made a very good point. He said that all the best teams need to go through trial and tribulations. The Iserman Wings, the Capitals, the Blues. How long did they go without it? They went as long as the Leafs. What about the Blackhawks? The Blackhawks went 49 years, Alex, and their team. Oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about Whoa. this. Is it over? Oh, my gosh. No, they're just putting the balls in, Ty. Just shush. We'll, no. t- we'll, we'll release. We'll I don't think so. When- no. I don't think so, Alex. I think that was the actual ball selection. I hate to say that word. No, they're putting it in. I'm wa- I've watched this entire thing. They're oh, going through each I thought team. they I thought they ran it through. They're going yeah, Tyler, really slow. Shut up. I'm dude. For Pete's sake. I'm a- you should not have chugged that coffee. You need to mellow out. I'm nervous. <laughs> My goodness. But no, I don't I don't agree with that because you talk about how this group needs to lose. What about the Patrick Kane Jonathan Taves group, Chicago Blackhawks? That pick them up, boom. Championships. Right. Automatic. What does this team really need to do other than straight up just win? Defense. They've, a tougher defense. It's I know it's I know I'm sounding like a broken record like everyone else in the media, but listen. Okay, well, how can, okay why is Columbus going to beat Tampa, Alex, in the next round? Because of defense. Because Vasilevsky's looking slim. Oh, Vasilevsky's looking slim all year. Did you not listen to my Vesna Trophy candidate rant about why Vasilevsky should not even be considered for the Vesna Trophy? Because his this numbers is, are off. Well, here's the thing, though. This is what I'm saying. Uh, we're talking about this Leafs team, and we're talking about what they need to do. Not talking about what Columbus, no. You talk about defense. People say, Defense! Well, oh, they're so they're so inexperienced, and the, the whole defensive structure, when you, you bring Nick Robertson in, and then you take him out in the, the game five, because I don't Andreas think, Janssen is I coming don't think back Yanni in. looked bad, though. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but is it a good... The balls are jiggling. I should... Oh, God. That, that I should not have said. As I'm saying this, can, can I... 
we'll talk about this in a hot second. Twitter breaking four seconds ago. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to announce, if you're not watching it right now, the New York Rangers have won the 2020 National Hockey League Draft Lottery. Who cares? They're going to blow it anyways. That being said... They only got Capocaca last year, so there we go. Yeah, and you know what? How much much wealth has that brought them? Oh, I don't know. They did good in the prospect tournament where he was just dancing around everybody else? Well, yes, because he was playing against a bunch of guys that'll make it no further on the coast. Hey, hey, guess what? Chicken butt. Lafreniere's not their biggest issue right now. That's goaltending, but we're talking about the Leafs here. I thought Lundqvist looked fine. He just got hung out to dry. Dude, did you not see the shots in the first two games, Alex? Lundqvist is not an NHL goalie anymore, or as as long as being a starter. Was the starting going to be better? And then... And then... I just broke probably broke the microphone no, no, there. No, We'll talk about them later. We're talking about the Leafs right now. Later. People talk about how the defense is not structured enough or, or they're too young. How many teams... Do you see bringing in younger talent and they're still successful? Plenty. Plenty, folks. You don't need to have 50-year-old players to win championships. That's not all that hockey is. It's the fact that for some godforsaken reason, they just don't win. That's all it is. They've got a stellar, and I mean ridiculously stellar forward lines. I mean... God forbid, you know, playoffs come around with like this quarantine stuff and they talk about having, you know, Marner, Tavares and Matthews on the same line sometimes. Oh my goodness. The best players on the team on the first line, astronomical. It's not the players because obviously they're good. You could say it's defense, but they're not bad. Two things that really win championships. Coaching. And goaltending. And poutine. Frederick Anderson is a detriment to this team. No, he's a... No. No. No, hold on. Hold stop, on. Stop. No, no, no. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm going to... I'm going to... That's fine. You can talk later. I'm going to knock you. No, no, that's fine. You can keep talking later. Not not to punch you, but I'll, like, I'll tell you. I'll knock Frederick, you down a couple. Frederick Anderson is a detriment to this team. Why? Because it's not a night-to-night basis kind of thing. It's a period-to-period kind of thing. He's inconsistent. Yeah. And you know what the worst part about his inconsistency problem is? It's is it's- that for him to be even remotely consistent, he has to play numerous a numerous number of games consecutively to do well. And what's also been his problem? He's not very good at playing every single game during the season. So what do you do with a goaltender that needs to play consecutive games to be good but can't play every single game? Tyler, I turn it over to you. Answer my question. What do you do with a goalie that needs to play consecutive games to be truly successful and be a starting goaltender outright, but also cannot play every single game because he gets too tired? Let him play. Explain. Let him play his last year and then pray Cascus was ready. <laughs> pray Jack Campbell can fill in as a number one guy on an irregular basis. I don't know. The thing about Frederick Anderson is this. There were some games that I, I don't think that many games the Leafs lost last year. You can point at Frederick Anderson. The problem, no, that you can point solely at Frederick Anderson, Alex. There, he's solely. You can't I will say this, solely Alex. Solely on anybody. When I, it's, an, it's a team game. When I it. say, well, 
There are some. Hey, it's a team game. I will say this. I have more faith in Tuka Rask winning a big game than I do Frederick Anderson. That's my point. Tuka couldn't win a game seven to save his life in the cup final or a big game in the cup final. Yes, he beat the Leafs, you know, twice or, you know, three times in game seven. Listen, that's round one. Okay. I'm talking the big games. And for the Leafs, big game is any elimination game right now until they can manage to win a round of any kind, whether it be the actual Stanley Cup playoffs or a play-in series. Frederick Anderson has not stepped up in a big game. Listen, I know his numbers in the playoffs when he was with the Ducks were great, but that's because the Ducks only played, what, maybe one, two rounds whenever he was there? Honestly. And I'm not, and I, listen, I revert back to it because it's so true. Adam Copeland, Alex, edge on, on ice surfing the first year in 1819 during a Leafs game. He like came out and said, Frederick Anderson's not a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. He's it, not. It was the strangest. We all agreed on it. It was the strangest thing because, oh, you my defended life. him. I was like, wow, Edge. Well, first of all, Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers. That's why I defended him. But it made sense looking back on it now because you watch him play in these big games and he fails. I want to message Brody Lee. I want to text him like, hey, what do you think? Because have him on the show. That'd be interesting. That's um, um, uh, Luke Harper from Hawaii. Okay. I, I know. Because he's a big Leafs fan. And he was probably tweeting as much as I was during the, fi- during the series, which means a lot because I was, I was tweeting a lot. A lot, Alex. I was doing, doing a lot of See, Twitter. that's why I'm not on Twitter. It's good because, let's be honest, the the game was over by the second period for the Leafs, and everyone was just going nuts. And, well, that was actually ga- that was both the game four and game five by the second period. Just I didn't even know. watch game four. I, I I just couldn't handle it. It was the, I just I just thought they were going to lose, and I just didn't want to watch them lose. And then, geez, Nashville's mad. They got eleven breaking people's necks with their gift. <laughs> I would be mad too. Shoot, if of all the teams that actually could use him right now, it's them. Oh, by the way, Carolina Hurricanes, shout out to their Twitter team for absolutely being absolute beauties because of the fact that, uh, where was it? They said, I can't find that on my feed. Oh, there it is. Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes, you're welcome, New York. <laughs> because cause, cause they beat them, guys. Because the Carolina Hurricanes, okay. Lord. We beat you in three, and we gave you number what one. What is this wee stuff? I root for them. That's my team. That's my team. But no, I'm. What? That's all I got to say about that. You just did. You really just yes, I did. You just half dabbed on live streaming entertainment thingamabob. Tyler, until I can get on the Hot Ones show with Sean Evans and do the last dab, I'm only I'm up, only able to last dab. Listen or half dabs. Every time I watch that, I get extremely hungry. I know. It's it's it's. it's, it's really I don't care bad. what they're talking about. I'm like, let's get to the next chicken wing. It looks so good. That's why whenever I watch those episodes, you oh, eat. Cause, well, cause, eat. well I only I only have one meal a day. That's my thing. So I literally am like, all right, I'm gonna get beat ups. I'm gonna get a medium spice, see uh, a, a a hot spice, and I get the mango habanero. Oh, okay. You're talking about medium, like not the medium sauce. No, 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 no. Like a medium spice level, like an Asian zing or like a Thai curry. I do spicy like garlic. I think because here's the thing: medium so I don't say bland. No, no, I don't eat medium. So I would agree with spicy garlic because the flavor. But that's 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 what I do. Is like I get wings, to sweat and then I just <laughs> and then I just watch hot ones because. I, I feel getting, like I I'm need getting to be the meat sweats just thinking about it. Right I now. actually I've bought like so much hot sauce just from that, sh- just like from watching that show. I'm just like, I need do that. You have show. to go to World Food Section or you got to go to World Market probably for some of that stuff, don't you? Some of the stuff. There's, Is there's, World Market a like a countrywide thing? Well, we're, World Market's done, I think. No, no, they're not done. They're open. 
The one over here is by us. I think some of them closed. I, I, a lot of places, a lot of franchise had to close up some shops, Alex. But the only things that made it out of live were supermarkets. A lot of places came out alive. But so, oh god, Brian lose. five or six is dancing. Of course he is. That's what no. he does. Oh man, no. The worst part is he's wearing shorts, and I don't think he wore boxers, Alex. That, that's that's the problem here. Well, then why are you watching? You know, you know what the best part about the internet is you can scroll away. You, you don't have to watch. Uh, anyways. That being said, Leafs lose to the Jackets in five games. They were the only series to go out in five, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yep, so they went all five games in doing so. We mentioned the Canes and the New York Rangers and how they just won. So let's talk about this series, okay? Because I haven't we only, got, a- we only got a couple minutes, Alex, before we get to our good friend Peyton here. Well, we, got, we have all these other teams we have to talk about here, Ty. Well, we'll get to him because we're going to bring him on at 6.30, like I said, and then we'll, we're going to go through it. Peyton's watched a lot, too. That, well, that's fair, but I'm just saying here. I'll, well, I've got four minutes, roughly. Three and a half. So, New York, New York Rangers, Canes. This entire series, the three-game sweep by the Canes, it was the Sabana Jed show. I'm, I'm talking about the Rangers here. Sabana Jed show, a question of whether or not Lundqvist is still a goalie in the NHL. And where's Panarin? Where's where's Breadman, as they call him? Breadman. Panero. Exactly. I look at this team, and I think, what's the problem? And I just think... Youth and experience, lack of defense. Jacob Truba is not a number one defenseman. Jacob Truba is not a number one defenseman. Michigan boy or not. Mark Stahl is not a number one defenseman. Mark Stahl is not a number 12 defenseman. The fact that he's still playing the... In the like, fact that he's not playing with Carl Alsner in the AHL. He he can still play in the NHL. Don't get AHL. me wrong. And he can still play in the NHL. He can play in the NHL. He can probably play in the NHL, Tyler. Nail. That being said, I just, I look at the team and I just say, I don't know. Sabanichet looks great. Um, it, it just goes to show how everyone looks at this team. Everyone that looks at this team understands that there is a lot wrong. Right. And especially when the entire conversation that's happened literally every single game, because I watched every single game, whenever you would go to break or whenever you would send it to Brian Boucher in between the, you know, the glass and all that stuff, one thing that kept bring they kept bringing up, you know, do they let Lunk was because he's got one more year after this year? Yes, on his contract, you know, do they let him play one more year? You know, is that is that what they do? You know, or do they try to trade him off for some sort of value? I don't know. It, does he belong on this team? These are all the questions that keep that are keep that they just keep coming around, man. And I I just don't know. Rangers fans, you're gonna have to help me out. And if you're in the chat, by all means, send us some questions, give us some comments. Hashtag some, STKS. Some opinions. Hashtag TKS is the uh, the main hashtag that we use, but. You got to give me something because I, I look at this team and I, I just don't get it. You have young talent. You've got established talent. You have three goaltenders, well, two and a half, right. that are capable of, you know, filling the crease. What now? What? It's the same thing with the Leafs, except for with the Leafs, we can kind of blame some people, kind of like how we can kind of blame some people from... New York. I don't know. All right. On that bombshell, let's go to break, 
And then we'll, we will be bringing on our guest for the show today, good old friend, Kane Turnage. We'll be back here on the Keel Jump right now. And we are back here on the Keel Show on 12 Ounce Sports, brought to you by Second String Leather Company. Now joining us on TKS is a fast-talking Missourian, 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 who loves the Predators. (laughs) (laughs) He also talks uh, and does work with the Penalty Box Radio. He is the play-by-play voice of Alabama Huntsville Hockey, making his second appearance on TKS. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ladies and gentlemen, it is Peyton Turner. Pain turnage. Don't you read turnage? You literally looked away from the camera for I did. one second. I did. I this got, is I why got too into it. I said, "Ladies and gentlemen, twice." But Peyton, how are you doing? <laughs> I, think I mean, okay, all things considered, I suppose. <laughs> oh man, that. My yeah. apologies. This I, is why I, I write the script. I write the script. And well, then, it's uh, on the thing. I I can see it. I just for five seconds, not even. You're thinking about your ice cream too much, aren't you? That is true. You're thinking about you're getting yeah, because apparently the wife's on a Culver's run right now. What's taking her so long? I don't know. Our ice cream's probably melting in the living room right now. She probably put it in the freezer. Probably. But Peyton, how are you doing on this fine Monday evening? Like I said, okay, all things considered, uh, you know, with the Preds losing in four games and not winning the Alexi Lafreniere lottery, but uh, still got my health and a little bit of wealth and happiness, I suppose. Well, there you go. Now, now with. Lafreniere going to the Rangers, a, a quick take from you. What do you think he'll actually bring to that team as someone who's probably not the biggest Rangers fan? They had, throughout this playoff, their downfall was just because they didn't really have very much depth. And so I think Lafreniere just adds another offensive presence, and, you know, the ability really now that three lines as opposed to just a very top-heavy group and not so much down beneath. So it's going to be interesting. What they do with him if they decide to play him with Panarin, which Panarin Center was strong for most of this year, so I gotta think that they will slot Lafreniere in there, and I'm sure he's gonna light up the town. And I wonder now because someone on Twitter made a very good point, and that was actually Lance Hornby of the New York, me, of the Toronto Sun, made a very good point saying he's gonna have to get a new number because number eleven is retired for Mister Mark Messier there with the Rangers. So I guess take everyone quick pick. What's he going to wear next season? 17. 17? 14. 14. I'm going to go with 22. He's going to go with a double number. Or does anyone wear 20? Uh, no, it's Shattenkirk. No, he's with Tampa now. I say 22. I'm sure they could figure it I'm out. I'm trying to think of who wears 22 now for the Rangers. Someone has to, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. Anyways. Uh, no, I don't know. No. But that being said, so the Preds get knocked out, and you, you look at this entire series and just... Arizona is just going off and just being real pests about it this entire series. Except for one game. Except for one game. But, you know, four out of five ain't bad. No, I wouldn't say so. What do you think, Peyton, really went wrong for the Preds? And, you know, what, 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 where were the weak spots? It's hard to put your finger on one thing. The Preds really did a great job of dominating play five on five and really possessing the puck. But the the big goalie, Darcy Kemper, just stood in the way. Um, there's something to be said about having a, a giant goalie in your crease covering all the pucks. Uh, that, that's 
what stands out first and foremost to me. The other part was they just weren't getting the secondary scoring they needed. You've got some high-priced guys like Matthew Shane, Kyle Turris, Mikel Granlin, and we just really didn't see much of them throughout this year. Uh, Forsberg, that Jofa line, did a great job to drive the offense, but they couldn't do it on them all uh, all themselves. So, uh, yeah, just and then and then Arizona would come back if Nashville made one mistake or or if they went shorthanded. Arizona was right there to, to clean it up. They really did a great job of taking care of any opportunity Nashville gave them. Now, you you do bring up. Uh, a good point with talking about players like Matt Duchesne, p- people that are, you know, they're not only there for a nickel and a dime, if you know what I'm saying. He did score a goal. He scored on his own net, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Well, and I know, what was it, last week I made the the comment that Matt Duchesne in that one game where the puck did go off his shoulder into the net, I would say that that goal obviously wasn't his fault, freak accident, but the next one right after it where he... Obviously, he just got lit up on a clean check, and then he just started grabbing at angles and got you know a power play for Arizona, which eventually led to a power play goal. What does Matt Duchesne, a player that has a, a history of going from team to team to team, and that team not necessarily really benefiting much from him being there, except for maybe at towards the beginning of his tenure there, where do you see him in the lineup going into next year? And do, does he really have a, a fitting place in Predator, in Predators hockey? I mean, obviously he loves country music, so he loves being down in Nashville. It's a Mike Fisher thing, but it it can only go so far. I mean, you can only go fishing for so long without any bites and prop without going and saying maybe I should just get some Burger King or something like what that. I don't know. Some sort of fast food. What was that? That was a, I thought it was a valid that was one. That's an elaborate way to ask a question. I thought you're, it was valid. You're one for analogies, man. <laughs> uh, listen, Duchesne, they're going to have to make it work with him. Uh, they're tied up with him long term. I believe it's an eight year contract. And, you know, he was such a highly coveted asset in, you know, in Nashville. I mean, we were talking about him coming to Nashville back in 2017. So, you know, we've been clamoring for Duchesne, and now here he is. And uh, I, I really don't know because you're going to, again, you're going to have to make it work and he's going to be on that second line. The question is, who do you put around him? Now, the guy that, you know, you talk about Duchesne in that way, but the guy I think of when you refer to him like, like that is Kyle Turris, uh, right. power player in Ottawa. You go back and look at the 2017 playoffs and how much of a beast he was just dragging the senators, helping drag the senators on through. Um, as far as they did to the conference finals, comes to Nashville, and, I mean, he really has not done much at all. And it, it even went so far that Peter Laviolette healthy scratched him for much of a, a chunk this season. So that's a guy that Nashville's going to have to find a creative way to to get out of town because it's just simply not working. Um, he had maybe a little bit of trade value going into the season. Now I think it's plummeted, and you just try to get anything you can get for the guy. And then you think of Duchesne's other winger uh, during the series, Mikel Granlund. I thought the Preds could have gotten some significant trade value out of him at the deadline. They decided to stick with him, go for a playoff run for this imaginary window that they think they have. And now I think they go ahead and let him walk in free agency. Yeah, the window is definitely shut. And by the way, I mean, they could do what the the Leafs did with Patrick Marlowe and give up their first-round pick, which brings me to my great segue. Since the Leafs' pick will not be a top-10 pick, that 2020 first-round pick will go to the Carolina Hurricanes. They will be picking 13th, so 
at least keep their 2021 pick as I just see the draft order. I mean, what is, I guess, your take with Predators now drafting 11 Peyton? I mean, is it, you know, sour grapes, the fact that they didn't win it? Did you real? I mean, was there real hope that the Predators were going to get that draft lottery? Or now is this going to be a team that's just going to have to, I don't want to say tear it down, but have to look at possibly trying to retool to be better down the line? Today's result is just kind of par for the course. <laughs> They've never really had that high pick. I mean, again, they had number two back in 1999. They decided to draft David Legwand, who was great for them, but not exactly the game breaker they might have been able to get. Um, looking back, I can't think of anybody from that draft off the top of my head, but I'm sure there was plenty. Um, and then 2013, they got Seth Jones fourth overall, and, and I believe they had Brian Finley either in the 99 and 2000 drafted at number six. But anyway, they, they really haven't had that high pick in recent years because they've gone for playoff runs. They've either uh, traded their first round pick or they had a first or second round um, exit moving them to about the middle of the lineup. So today's result, again, not too much of a shocker. I'm not really sure what you go for. I do worry a little bit about the goaltending in the future. You say Soros is about as positionally sound as they come, but he's a a small guy, and this is a big goalie's world. Uh, they got Connor Ingram coming up, and I'm not sure where he's at in his development. So maybe you look at the goaltending in the draft. Either way, uh, like I said, they've, they've definitely got to, as you say, retool and, and rework some of the pieces. I think, again, get rid of some, some of the high-dollar guys if you can and maybe bring up the kids and just kind of uh, stake it out for a little bit. Yeah, that's a great point, talking about Saros being a smaller goaltender. How do you think he played? I was shocked that after a couple games that he kept getting the nod by head coach John Hines instead of going with the veteran. How do you think the young Saros looked in his first postseason experience? He's a great goalie. He's really great at positioning himself. But again, with that small stature, there's going to be holes left wide open. And Arizona at times was just right, able to find them. There are a lot of goals that Arizona was able to score. And I think if they just had the bigger body, do those go in? Because really, Saros and Rene uh, look about equally as good in that exhibition game. Saros clearly had the better season. I guess you nab him as the guy, but. There were a few times Arizona put the puck in the net, and you you wish they had, they had Pekka in goal for sure. But I mean that that'll be interesting to see how they move forward because Pekarina is getting older. I don't think the Predators are having the same problem as the New York Rangers have in terms of their goaltending or how old they are. But I mean, what is this? I mean, I, I want to try to figure out because Nashville, they're just, it's a fun hockey town. And when, that was the best part about talking with Pete Weber a few weeks ago, Alex. It really was. Because getting a guy who's been there from day one and how this team's evolved. And, he, you know, you know, we believe when he was talking how, what the Predators got to do to be successful come these playoffs. And we're like, yes, they're going to do that. And it just fell flat. Do you think that had to do with the long break? Or did you think they just ran into a healthy and very confident Arizona Coyotes team? Again, you look at the five-on-five, and Nashville is one of the best possession teams at five-on-five, and then they'd go shorthanded, and Arizona put it in. It's hard to tell with this team. I I think there's a little bit of poison left over from Peter Laviolette. Maybe things still haven't fully transitioned well to John Hines. Maybe John Hines isn't that great of a coach. There's some kind of stench there that Nashville just hasn't been able to shake off, and if you've looked at how things have gone since 2017. They've just steadily gone on the decline. They go from the cup final to the uh, the second round exit to a first round exit to a qualifier exit. So it's pretty clear 
the direction the team is going. Uh, this this team has a lot that they have to work through, and you know, I mean, they they can try to fix it here and there and try to patch the holes in the proverbial ship. But I, I do agree with you that when you look at their five on five play, they they competed very well, and it it was a situation where Phoenix, or excuse me, Arizona. Good. No, I, I have I have to not. remind myself all the time. Arizona in the tip jar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Just just throw it right in there. But Arizona had to really do their best to hold them off as much as they can. But like you said, you know, if you go shorthanded, that that's when they did look a bit weaker. But looking at the first round of the qualifiers as a whole, what was the biggest story that you think, you know, came out of these five game series? It had to be, I would think, if, especially if we're focusing on the West. Uh, Chicago quickly dispersing of Edmonton and looking like it was pretty easy in doing so. Uh, the Blackhawks have struggled in the past couple of years, but they've kind of revamped some of their magic. Their guys, you know, Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith have kind of come back to their previous form and really just dispersed at McDavid like, uh, like it was nothing. And it's funny because you look at how good the Oilers' offense was, and we, we've seen at times where Chicago, I mean, they do have offensive talent. They still have a guy like Patty Kane and Jonathan Taves, Dominic Kubelik, who, despite most likely not going to win the Calder Trophy, that guy, I think, earned a lot of respect, at least in that first game where he put up five points. But I guess, you know, before we where we kind of move on towards the West, we'll kind of do that after we go to our break here. What do you think, do you like the qualifying round? I have talked to a lot of people, and it's like, if it works, it's interesting. I like the idea of this qualifying round for the future. I don't know about next season, but when we get Vegas, not Vegas, Seattle, excuse me, in the NHL, you'll have half with the traditional playoff format. You'll have half the league missing the playoffs. Now that's obviously, I mean, the NFL does that. They have over half the league, but that's, you know, it's kind of bad for all the bottom teams. Do you like the idea of having more teams with a shot to make the playoffs? Maybe not a five game series, Peyton, but maybe a three game series, kind of like what MLB does, just adding teams in to make it a little bit more interesting come playoff time. The purist in me doesn't want to see it, but the anarchist in me loves it. Yeah, uh, it really had an enjoyable it. week, uh, especially considering you know there were games on all day, every day. Uh, I mean, how'd you guys feel today? Turning on the TV and no hockey on, it felt a little weird, didn't it? I I had to, honestly, it did. Well, I it gave me time to get notes, and I was only doing live notes during the game so I could keep up with everything. Because gosh, it was so much and. And I described it. I mean, Peyton, obviously, you're an American market yourself. I mean, watching the game, I remember ABC, when NHL was on ABC on Saturdays, like when there was games and, you know, we had John Saunders, you know, hosting on, in the in the studio. Then you had games at like 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Then there was obviously whatever games were on Saturday night. That's what it reminded me was when I was a kid. It almost brought me back to my childhood days. I don't know, Peyton, if you had that kind of experience. I was just a little late to the party on NHL fanhood, but, ah. uh, but it definitely felt a lot like March Madness. Uh, let's yeah. say so. As far as the qualifiers go going forward, if they decide to institute it, I'd like to see it maybe for just the final two spots. Um, not near as expansive as it was this time around. Obviously, COVID nineteen playing a huge factor in that. But if they're going to do it, I would say you either do it for either the last spot or the last two spots in each conference. So you think possibly doing you know two different, maybe three or five game series then for the for the the two wild card spots or one wild well no two two because there's two wild card spots and you can have four teams play it out for those wild card spots. And maybe I can see it happening that way, and maybe to move things along, maybe you do have to do a three game series, 
And again, I think just doing a 24 team playoff every year really devalues the regular season even more. And I think you've got to have uh, the regular uh, regular season holds some importance still. I, I do remember the story when Brendan Shanahan first came on with the board, the Leafs, he talked about how hard it was for, you know, the Leafs to make the playoffs nowadays with a 16 team playoff format. When he first came into the league back in the eighties with the devils, there were 21 teams in the league and there was still a 16 team playoff format. Only five mm-hmm. missed the playoffs back in those days. And that was when, I mean, everyone talks about, Oh, what a great run St. Louis had for those many years of making the playoffs. Yeah. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> You just had to finish around 500. The Minnesota North Stars, Alex, do you want to know what their winning percentage was when they, on that team that made it all the way to the cup final before getting bounced by the Penguins? Not really, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. Under 500. <laughs> An under 500 team made it to the Stanley Cup finals. That's how it was back in those days. It would be interesting. I mean, now we have Montreal moving on, and they're the only team that's at 500. I am definitely interested to see how it plays out. I like to see the future. I mean, I like to... Now, I mean, I, traditionally, I did, like I said, Peyton, the traditionalist in me loves to see it. Just 16 teams, only the best on best. But then this this kind of this environment just made it seem like, oh, this is interesting. Anything can happen. Anarchy knows no bounds. Anarchy knows no bounds. I agree with Peyton on that one. <laughs> Indeed, fellas. <laughs> so, Tyler, would you like to go to commercial or would you like me to ask him another question? I think we should go to commercial. Take All a break right. so we can gather our thoughts one last time before I really dive in. All right. To the first round of the Stanley Cup playoff preview. Yep, so we are going to go to commercial break, and then we will be back with good old Peyton Turnage here, and then we will go into the West and the first round and see what possibly could happen in this wild, wild list of playoff hockey. We'll be back right after this. And we are here live once again here on 12 Ounce Sports, The Keel Show, with our good friend of the show, two-time visitor of The Keel Show, Peyton Turnage. Now we are talking about the Western Conference round one preview out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I think before, Alex, before we go into talking with Peyton about the term, we got to go with what the numbers were from our first round prediction, the qualifying round, just because I want people to see, look at these lovely numbers here, folks. Look at, look at that guy on the right there, five and three on the year. Listen, I picked against Leafs, Alex. That'd be, that'd be your left. No, I, I'm the, I'm the, whatever. I forget. The right of you, the guy that did it right, me, whoever picked against the Leafs, I was right. And Alex, listen, I love. I know you love your little mug shot there, but three and five, not not good numbers there, Alex. Hey, at least my team's in the playoffs. They, you're you're not wrong. You are not wrong, indeed. Peyton, do you remember the picks you made for the for the first round there? Uh, yeah, and I did not keep score. Uh, I think I was about half right, half wrong. I will say I'm very proud of predicting that the Flyers would be number one in the East. I five hundred's not a bad average batting average. Yeah, and you were below that, Alex. <laughs> but That's no, okay. I I. I liked Philly. Man, Philly was good. Philly was really for, good. And for the record, I did pick Columbus. Yeah, I picked him. T- I picked him in four, though. I said four. And Alex picked the Leafs in four. Alex, I appreciate you going for the I home did. team, but facts hurt. Well, here's the thing. I thought the Leafs really had an opportunity to do it, and they just blew it. They were going against Tortorella, Alex. Not a chance. Why do you think Tampa is going to be the winner? Or Tampa is going to lose, excuse me. Eh, I'm just saying. That just If saying. it's a history, if we're going in based on history lessons, last year was a... Real good one. Wasn't a good time. But as we move on to the West here, 
We start off the round one preview with the first seed, Vegas Golden Knights, going against 12th seed, Chicago Blackhawks. The, I'm, goodness, I mean, beat Dallas 5-3, beat St. Louis 6-4, beat Colorado 4-3. I'm talking about Vegas, obviously, in the, the Colorado game was decided in overtime. Vegas is looking strong. And I, when I say Vegas strong, I mean talking about first-year Vegas strong. That's that, I would concur with that. Tyler? Yeah. You look at this team. You look at the players that they got, the momentum that they really have going into this first round. Who sticks out? Well, there's no question that it was the offense. It was the offense that led it. We'll get to the goaltending here in a little bit with Flurry and, and Leonard, but I really liked the way they were able to come back against Dallas in that first game and really kind of shake the cobwebs out. And Mark Stone was huge. And I listen, I know the contract may not look good in a couple of years, but it looks good right now. He led the team with five points in the round robin. Shea Theodore from the back end, two goals and two assists for him. And here's the kicker, Alex. Their leading scorer in the regular season, Max Pacietti, Michigan boy, 67 Michigan boy. 66 points in the regular season is expected to be in the lineup, according to general manager Kelly McCrimmon. So the offense was there for Vegas in round one. But I think, Alex and Peyton, I'll ask you this question here. It's the goaltending, I think, that is really the question mark for me with the, with the Golden Knights. Isn't it interesting that they can go forward with any goalie they pick? They, would, they wouldn't be wrong picking Flurry or Lanner. Uh, you know, that seems... Really good offensively, as you said. They're beefy, man. They got a lot of size. They play you hard. Uh, very good, very well skating team. And and again, the goaltending to back it up. I think they do go with Robin Lanner. Uh, that might be a little bit surprising, but uh, I think he's just been rock solid. And I think Vegas will have no problem at all with Chicago in the first round. Well, I mean, putting Leonard between the pipes isn't really a bad thing. I mean, it definitely gives Flurry some extra time to do those uh Apple iPhone ads. Oh gosh, um, doing those, just throwing them around there. Those, those, those are so this. entertaining. He could, he could be a figure skater, man. He can do that in goalie equipment. I want to see him in actual figure skater. I, I think you're giving him too. We much have credit. cutting edge in real life, Alex. Mark Andre Fleury again with. Uh, oh gosh, who was the one Canadian girl? Uh, um, the you're one ice dancer. I forget the wrong person. The one with the Scott Moore and. The girl, the one that they should have dated, but they were too good of friends or something like that. Anyways. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens between, I mean, who they decide going with for the goaltending position. As of right now, um, the Vegas Golden Knights on dailyfaceoff.com, who updated as of the 7th with the lineups for the Vegas Golden Knights, do not currently have Max Petretti. Um, in the lineup, but I'm sure that he'll be coming back. I mean, he's obviously... Well, he's, Kelly's lying to us. He's, not not he, my not wife, Kelly. I hope she didn't hear that because I'm about to hear it come barreling through the door. No. But I'm sure that they're going to get him in, and he's he's a great player, and he's definitely a huge asset for them, especially when you're going up against a team that, I mean, they surprised us all with this performance. I really expected to Edmund, for Edmonton to play a lot better. Three to one upset in Edmonton against Edmonton, the Chicago Blackhawks. Peyton, I'll start with you this time. Y- you look at the players that they have other Taves, you know, Keith, Kirby Doc, Patrick Kane, Ali Mata, this guy named Kubalik, apparently. Dominique Kubalik. I guess he's really good for some reason. I don't know. Who who stood out to you and who who would be, you know, your top three guys if you had to pick a three stars for this Hawks team? 
Is it funny if the Hawks still somehow they find their diamonds in the rough? I mean, this Cooper League guy may not be totally up there, but he looks a little bit like uh, Panarin 2.0. Uh, maybe they'll uh, trade him for Brandon Sod at some point if they can. <laughs> <laughs> if they can make that work. Uh, I think you named them. Taves, Kubelik, Kane. I mean, you can't ever leave Kane out of the top three when you're talking about Chicago. Taves has had a heck of a resurgence. Uh, looks like he's kind of found the fountain of youth. And Kubelik, uh, just shy of, I believe, 25 years old, uh, potting him in for Chicago, making him look silly in game one. Yeah, he had five games in game one, really making five. Edmonton. Alex, five points. Did I say five? You said five games in game one. It's fine. He played five games worth in game one. That's how good he, he really was. did. I mean, <laughs> this this is a guy that impressed literally the entire hockey world. I when, will say when, when you're talking about the Chicago Edmonton games, if you were talking 30 seconds without talking about Dominique Kubel, is it Dominic or Dominique? I like saying Dominique. Dominic. I'm pretty sure I'm, it's I'm Dominic. We'll go with Dominic Kubelik. He the just, dominator. The, the, the no, new dominator. No, no, there's only one dominator. I will not let anyone tell me different. I'm going to call Harrison right now, and Harrison and I will bash you for ever considering that there's a second dominator the in this new world. Dominator. This is I not, love This it. is not the Terminator series. We're not going to completely do sequels until we just bury the franchise into the ground. No, we ain't going to do that. Until I know how to trigger Tyler. <laughs> I can tell it, and you know what? I am all for it. Harrison knows I, how to do I it, think, too. It's awful. I think, you know, if we actually had an offseason between this playoff and next season, we would definitely have you on for at, at well, least we're, half of it, an entire show, just purely just to get. We're him gonna upset. have an off season. We're gonna have three months. Three months of off season. Well, when are they? Are they gonna January? January. January is when they're starting the new season. Supposedly. Suppose. Well, we'll see what happens. But no, like you corrected him. Five points in game one with Kubalik. But one thing that needs to be mentioned, and it comes back down to what one thing that we always talk about when it comes to the playoffs. Goaltending. Hey! Corey Crawford. Hey! He has been bailed out, I would say, hey. in this. Yeah. Tyler, you're the you're the resident goaltender. You're a member of the you're a card carrying member of the hockey goalie union. Chris Osgood over there. Uh Corey Crawford. Thoughts. I let's put it this way. Here is how bad Corey Crawford was. Oh boy. There's a better chance that Andre Vasilevsky wins the Vesna, that Corey Crawford will ever win the Conn Smythe Trophy. That's how bad he was. And that's my take. Vasilevsky should not win. I'm not sorry. I'm going that, to that again. That's not really that much of a hot take. I'm but sorry. Continue. But I listen, he was not the best. Don't forget, though, guys, as a goal, I said it before, I said it last week on Monday. He's a guy that's coming back from COVID. He admitted it. And imagine being a player. I mean, Austin Matthews looked great at times, but being a goaltender where you have to be sharp 100% of the time, you can't take any shifts off. You can't take any scoring chances against you off. I mean, he's probably still trying to come back from it. it I mean, you get the opportunity to take a rest when the puck's in the other zone. I know, but it's it's different for goaltenders. Everything's different for net miners, so I will give him benefit of the doubt there. But, boy, in this series against Vegas, the way their offense is clicking, if Corey is not 100%, I mean, it, we, you know, I'll be honest with you. I love the fact that the fans will be cheering for the anthem at home, but they won't be cheering for much after that. I'll tell you that much. That's fair. I mean, Vegas. Is that Eric Fair? No. Eric Fair? No, okay. You do, ha- you do have a good point there that saying that Vegas has a lot that they can throw at Crawford, but you also have to remember Vegas has a lot slower pace, so that may possibly. They move the puck fast. They move the puck fast, but the feet are not quick. Um, Vegas did win two out of the three meetings during the regular season uh, with a two to one shootout win in October. 
Game one is tomorrow night, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Time. 9.30 for Peyton's time. 9.30 for Peyton's Woo-hoo! time. We don't, we, don't, we don't discriminate here on time zone. We don't time zone discriminate. Eastern bias people here. There we go. So, uh, Peyton, we'll start off with you. Um, what are your predictions for this series? Who do you see winning? And since it is now back to regular seven game series, how many games does it take for the winner to escape out of this one going into round two? Well, first off, I should point out that last year I only got one first round matchup correct. So, uh, might not be the resident expert here, but Vegas, I think, is the much more powerful team. Chicago, I believe, will give them fits. I think they'll drag it out to six, but I do see Vegas coming out on top in this one. Let's take a look at what the fans said. We did throw out the polls today for the voting, and they only got two votes, unfortunately, for this one. One and one. One votes Vegas, one votes Chicago. We had a few more series get more votes, but not enough Knights fans and Hawks fans. Maybe they weren't awake when I tweeted this out, maybe. Could be, possibly. But one for one, 50-50 down the middle. Listen, I did you make your pick, Alex? I'm sorry. Not yet, no. But I was, I, I was gonna let you take your pick. Hawks, boy, if it's Crawford. Crawford's the X factor, and unfortunately, it's like negative X. It is Alex. It is the square root of negative X. It's imaginary that the fact that people think Crawford's gonna steal this series for the Hawks. Yeah, I did that. Thank you very much. Ugh. Math jokes. I got them. You are on some other coffee today. I, I'm, on my, I'm on my regular brew. This, ain't, this is not Death Wish coffee. That would be awful. I would be running through the camera. Fair enough. But, so I think Vegas. I think the Hawks will make it close, but I'm going to go Vegas in six because I just think somehow, some way, Vegas will get shut down in a game or two. Hawks will make it interesting, but Vegas moves on. Tyler, what is the English numerical value for the Roman numeral of V? Five, Vegas and five. Hey, let's that that. Yeah, let's give him one there, folks. See, I think that was far better than yours because yours is you're, you're just off the wall. You're like you're like Van's shoes, off the wall. Not a sponsor of the show yet. We'll get there. We're not. Wait, what? No. What? So we've got all no free ads. No, yeah, free advertisement. <laughs> free advertisement. So we've got all three. Going for Vegas. No love for deep dish pizza in this one. Gino's East all the way. I don't want anyone to tell me any different. Giordano's. No. Sorry. No, you're wrong. Illuminati's, man. No, my dad's watching this show. Our dad's watching this show. He's going to lose his mind now. He said Illuminati's. But here's the thing. Peyton, I'll have to give it to you. Illuminati's is also a very good slice of pie. It's better than Gino's East. They put pepperoni on top of the sauce. It's a game changer. It's, I, it's just not how it goes. Gino's East, Lumalnati's, Giordano's. Great. Dad's, now, now dad's a Peyton Turnage fan because he likes Lumalnati's. I mean, Peyton Turnage has a very good point, and it's a very valid point, and it's a point that I'm sticking with. So let's get to the point and go on to the next round. Ha! Gotcha. What, what, hap- what just happened here? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so the, we have the natural disasters versus the uh, dogs of prey. We have the avalanche versus Los Yotes, the Arizona Coyotes. You thought of that one way too hard. Not really. It took <laughs> me about two seconds. The round robin for Colorado. They beat St. Louis 2-1. to one. They beat Dallas 4-0 in very convincing fashion. They lost to Vegas 4-3 in overtime. And Kadri got four points total, one goal, three assists, with the one goal being... That that <laughs> close point to not being one seconds. It's amazing. 
uh, Ranson in with four assists as well. Tyler, we'll, st- we'll start off with you talking about Colorado. This is a team that a lot of people can either sleep on or they put all of their money into the hat for. I have never been... <sighs> I want to pick Colorado to go just all the way. I just don't know if this young group is ready. Don Scoy, yes, he's been there with San Jose. Burakovsky, though, Rantanen, Kadri, let's be honest, has never made it out of the first round before. And then you have guys like Kale McCarr, who, yes, had some played some big minutes last season, Nathan McKinnon as well. But in this first round, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Because I feel like Colorado, I don't, I'm not going to say they took it more seriously than some of the other teams in the round robin, but they just looked fresh going into the round robin, and they came out looking good. Close game against Vegas, but that's what we knew was going to happen. We knew that that was going to be the matchup to determine who gets the top seed out in the West, despite St. Louis having such a great regular season and even Dallas being a competitive team. But it comes down to similar with Vegas, Alex. Who are you going to start in goal? Jared Bednar's already came out and said that he he has determined who is going to start, but he's not going to tell anyone. He's not going to tell people. That's a valid point. We'll go on to our lovely guest who has a great choice in Chicago deep dish pizza. What do you think? My so we're going to base his decision now on his pizzas. That's what we're going to do. It's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, Peyton. So what, what you look at this Colorado team, what are your thoughts? Are they a sleeper for you or do you put your money in the hat? They are a giant for me, uh, they're my Stanley Cup pick, so I think they get rid of Arizona Whoa. pretty easily, in my opinion. Uh, I, they got ungodly amounts of skill. They're a bit like Tampa West, so I think Colorado uh, just trucks through Arizona. I've got them in five games. Wow, five he doesn't games. even give Arizona a light of day. He's just like, no, it's over. It's over before it even starts. But here's the thing, Ty. I have to agree with him because you, you look at Arizona knocking out Nashville in four games and I hate saying it, but it was just a matter of even though both teams were kind of like top heavy as far as line lines go. I mean, both teams had at least two forward lines and at least, you know, one and a half defensive lines that you could say bar none solid talent there. You you can't really go wrong. You know, you could put them on the ice in almost any situation and have some sort of success with success with it. But you take this Arizona team where, they're kind of looking a little bit weak on the, the backside of the off on, on the offense versus Colorado, where they have, I, I would argue, three solid lines and a fourth line that can most certainly get the job done with uh, Pierre-Edouard Bellamere, uh, Matt Calvert, and Matthew Nieto? I think it's Nieto. 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 Yes. Nieto. <laughs> Matt Nieto. It's a great name. Nieto. I think... Colorado's just far too deep. And regardless of who you put in between the pipes, you just have so much toys to play with. It's it's going to be too much. Arizona, as much as they are going to be pests on that ice, it's just going to be too much for them. Uh, I'm curious to see how the goaltending situation goes. I love saying Fransuzzi. So I like I like Pavel Fransuzzi, even though he catches with the wrong hand. But can we also just acknowledge the fact that it looks like Philip Grubauer just has too long of a stick. For him, it just looks like it just dangles out in front of him whenever he plays. But that's just me. But Arizona, the only I think the big 
part of them that's going to have an advantage in the series is their goaltending. I think Darcy Kemper is really hot right now, not just like the state of Arizona. He is playing really – he had 49 saves, Alex, in that last game. He was outstanding. I'm not going to – that's why I don't want to say Nashville just had an awful series against Arizona. They threw everything they had. They threw catfish. They threw Nashville hot chicken. They threw every <laughs> Tim McGraw single at the net. But Darcy Kemper stopped them all. He stopped them all. And he not, would – okay, did, not did, all. Did they remember to throw the Tennessee whiskey? Uh, I, the whiskey probably would have helped, but I think Kemper, even though he may have been flopping around a little, a uh, little, I think he still would have made a few saves here and there, but Kemper will only get this team so far. I, I will, I'm not going to go as great to say as five as Mr. Turnage already went. I think Arizona makes this a series. How close Colorado will win. Alex, I'll give Colorado the win because I think this team is going to make a deep run. Seven. Seven games. You're seven. giving them fulls. I'm giving Kemper three shutouts. That's the only way they're going to win is three, three shutouts. Shutout. Three shutouts. The old Jaguar special. The okay. old J.S. Jaguar special. Okay, so Peyton's got Colorado in five. You've got them in seven. I'm, I have to go with four. Wow. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Av- avalanche trust me as much as i would love arizona to win i don't see him getting a game i'm texting my buddy lewis panon right now and you and I, him and i are gonna kemper talk about kemper you. is a he's a fantastic goalie and trust me i'd love him for the leafs don't get me wrong but wow he man. can't save this team so what you're telling is frederick anderson for darcy kemper and a second round pick no frederick anderson and a second round pick for darcy kemper uh no, it would be Kemper and Connor Garland. It'd be Kemper plus whoever Arizona got um for Max Domi plus that was no that was um that was Galchenyuk but Galchenyuk's with Pittsburgh now. No, he's with Minnesota. He got traded from he bounced around, but Galchenyuk was a Max pick? Domi trade. Didn't they get a pick though? I don't know. I'm not a cap friendly this moment in time. Some sort of trade. Arizona. I don't see them getting out of this one. They are going to be caught. In the snow. Oh, that was that, was a, bad one. that was a bad one. Uh, yeah. See, at, but here's the thing, though. Boo. At least, at least we're all in agreement with the first two rounds. I think maybe this third one, not so much. Well, we, well, we were both, we were all two and zero oh with Harrison when Harrison did the two in the qualifying round. We were all two and zero, oh, and then it tailed off when we got to the last two. That's fair. So we move on to third seed Dallas versus eighth seeded Calgary Flames. Dallas in the round robin lost to Vegas 5-3, lost to Colorado, like we said, in very convincing fashion. They beat St. Louis 2-1 in a shootout. Peyton will go with you first. Dallas is kind of looking iffy. Calgary looks like they can be a very hot, if not flaming hot, pun intended, team. I'm going to blow out that candle, Alex. You're going to stop with these <laughs> stop with these jokes you got going here. Peyton, you look at both these teams. What sticks out for you for both? You know, who who do you see really being the kind of game changers for this? Going into all this, I, I'm said out loud uh, that I thought you know you can't sleep on Dallas as a Stanley Cup contender, and then they got shut out by the Preds in the exhibition game, and I thought they looked weak all throughout the the qualifying round, and uh, had a big lead on Vegas, couldn't hold it in the final stretch. Um, you still look at Ben Bishop as the anchor for Dallas. He had an incredible save percentage throughout the whole season, but Sagan 
and Ben aren't exactly the same players. They got the scrappy young guys, but I just don't think they have enough. And Calgary's starting to, to look like the team that that we've been waiting for. The, the team that we pick all these years and they don't do anything. Now I pick Winnipeg to beat Calgary, but that was on the basis of not losing Mark Shifley and Patrick Line. So that's true. Uh, they look like they've kind of got it figured out under Jeff Ward, and I think they get rid of Dallas, and that's another uh, six game series for me. Six games for Peyton Turnage for da- uh, Calgary over Dallas. Now here's the here's the thing I think everyone's not realizing is that well Rick Bonus came out today, talked to the media, and said that everyone's healthy, which includes Tyler Sagan and Ben Bishop, who did not play in the last two games of the round robin. Bishop looked a little bit, well, a little bit shaky towards the end of that Vegas game, which may have been reason why he sat out the last two. Anton Hudobin came in and, and did all did all right, I'd say, in the last two games. Gave up only five goals on 62 shots, and just proving that when one goaltender for Dallas has not played well, the other one can step in and rather admirably. But it's going to be the offense. It's going to hurt Dallas. Miro Heiskanen, despite being an absolute sensation on the blue line, he did lead the team with four assists. But when Joe Pavelski, Alex, is your only guy that has more than a single point in four game stretch, you ain't gonna go far in these playoffs. This is not 1995 where you can win a game one nothing and win one nothing four times. You're gonna have to put up some points, put up some goals, and I don't think anyone can do it. What's Sagan's health like? Is the injury gonna hamper him? I don't see why how it couldn't. I mean, he, he's barely played in the round robin, which means he's barely played in four and a, almost five months now. So you got to look at that hindering them in Calgary. Like we said, Alex, you know, you made the dumb pun. They're heating up and they're playing well. Cam Talbot looks like Edmonton Oilers 2016-2017 Cam Talbot. Matthew Kachuk is making everyone miserable and in a good way. <laughs> Milan Lucic is fighting guys off the faceoff. And, I mean, you have depth players that are working out for Calgary too. Andrew, Andrew Mangiapane. I didn't know that guy even existed. I thought that was a made-up name. And all of a sudden, he's lighting up points. He had a good series along with Elias Lindholm. I mean, those are some depth guys that the Flames have and that I just don't think Dallas has. And I have to agree with Peyton on that one. It's a valid point. And I think you just just looking at right down the middle, your top three are, you know, actually we'll go all four. You got Sean Monahan, who is a threat. He can most certainly lay down the body. He can do well in the forecheck. He's good in front of the net. Michael Bob Backlund, as you call him. Bob Backlund. He's definitely not a sleeper. On the offensive side, Sam Bennett and Derek Ryan also, they can play some solid minutes, but they're definitely those kind of players that they fill in that kind of space until, you know, first line and second line kind of get back into it. And they can also do their work on the power play and penalty kill, well, mostly penalty kill if they need to. But you mentioned it. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau made most people kind of think, yeah, he's not doing really good. But didn't he get uh, a goal the other night in the round-robin game? He did score. He wasn't completely absent like he's been in the past. I just know when it gets tougher, it's going to be interesting to see. He he did get three points in the four games. So compared to last last year's playoffs and previous playoffs before, he looked much better. But I just still wonder when it gets tougher, because Ed, listen, I know the amount of penalties that were called in the qualifying round were more than anyone expected, but as we go deeper into the playoffs, Alex, the whistles go further and further into the pockets of the referees, because guess what? No ref wants to determine a playoff series. That's why I think Nick Foligno was so mad after game four, because the call on Morgan Riley, yes, as a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, you have every right to be mad because it was incidental contact, got tripped, laid the power play goal. Anyways, you want to see toughness as you go down the line. I just don't know if Johnny Hockey has it in him yet. That's, I still don't think that's that. a valid point. Tyler, what is your prediction? 
Oh, you know, I'm not. I'm going Calgary because Dallas. I'm just not too confident. I'm gonna, I'm I'm getting ready for the next series too because I'm going to probably scare some people with that. Cam Talbot, the way he played in that series, the way he was able to outplay Connor Hellebuck, and yeah, granted Hellebuck, he didn't get. There was a lot of times he just kind of got hung out to dry. But I thought Hellebuck was going to steal the series for the Jets. That's where I was wrong. But boy, 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 I don't think Dallas can go any better. Yeah, it. it so you're so you're picking Calgary in how many games? Well, let's see. Peyton went with six. Peyton went Calgary in six. I am going to go with Calgary. I'm going to go Calgary five. Somehow, I think, I mean, I don't even know who's going to start, but whoever gets the call for one of the games for Dallas, I don't think they'll win game one. They may win game three to make it interesting, but Calgary is just going to step up and they're going to, pl- they're going to lay the body to Dallas and Dallas can throw the body too. Let's, you know, let's not going to knock, knock, not knock Jamie Ben. I will say that. Ja- oh my gosh, Jamie Ben versus Milan Lucic. I'm all for that. Uh, I don't. I I hope for Jamie Ben's case that he doesn't do that. I, Peyton, I don't know if you can attest to this, but Jamie Ben can fight. He can, uh, but I definitely give the nod to Lucic. If I'm not mistaken, I think Lucic is actually a boxer off the ice. Oh, um, he's got the no. And I just checked it. here. This is a shocker. He's got four points. Lucic does throughout the playoffs. One goal and three assists. Yeah. And 11 penalty minutes. That a boy. I think, well, yeah, because he had the one fight in game five or game he, four. He definitely one. knows what his role is for that team. So we've got one for Calgary in six. Tyler, you pick Calgary in five. I'm going to have to go with uh, Peyton on this one, saying Calgary in six as well. I do think that Dallas, they can put up a fight. I think they can get a couple, thing, couple games out of them. But at the end of the day, I think with how Calgary has the lineup set up with Lucic and that third line kind of being that really grind line and pushing the pressure onto the stars. And then obviously Kachuk and that second line is definitely no sleeper at all. It's going to come down to matchups. And when you have that left side dominant team that just knows how to put the puck to the net, get things working for them. I think they just have enough to win. Four votes were cast for the stars and flames. All four going to Calgary. It's a valid choice. It's a very valid choice. By the way, unfortunately, no votes for either Arizona or Colorado. I, I, I guess there's. I, I guess we have not reached those markets yet, Alex. I mean, hey, I'm going to Denver in a few weeks. Maybe I'll uh, I'll put some billboards up when I'm in there. There you go. Pass out some business cards. Pass out some business cards. But we'll move on to the last, but most certainly not least important series in the West. We have the fourth seed, St. Louis Blues, the the home of Jazz, the versus. The seventh seed, Utah's the home of jazz. Oh, for Pete's sake! Yeah, versus (laughs) the seventh seed, Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver, St. Louis in the round robin lost to Colorado two to one, lost to Vegas six four, lost to Dallas two to one in the shootout. O'Reilly being a big player for them got three assists. Bennington eight goals against on seventy six shots in two games. Allen one goal against in the shootout loss to Dallas. Peyton, we'll start with you on this one. You look at St. Louis and you look at Bennington and Allen. Who do you start in goal for game one? And do you see him playing the entirety of the series? Uh, you got to go Bennington. Allen, uh, man, he's, he's had many opportunities in the past to prove himself and has failed almost every time. Bennington, a little shaky in that qualifier, but uh, you still got to go with, I think, your 
clearly number one goalie through this. I feel like as far as the series prediction goes, I'm about to steal a bunch of thunder from Tyler. Uh, oh St. Louis has really concerned me. They, they look slow. They, they look like very out of tune with each other. Uh, Vancouver is always a, a quick, creative, young team. And I think Vancouver wins in five games. Wow. Well, bam. Wait, that was supposed to be a fireball. So that was supposed to be Vancouver fireball. beating the defending Stanley Cup champs in five games. Okay, you uh, sound like I, you're shocked, Alex. I, I kind of do. We I, need to text Harrison and ask him about the 2003 no, series between the Ducks well, and Wings. Okay, and just, well, just hold just on. Stir up hold, his your, hold your horses here. Hold your horses. He does have a valid point, though. And you you look at Vancouver, and they've got a lot of. Well, I mean, every team has players, but this team's got really? players. Oh, Petterson, 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 who Elias can shoot, Petterson. who can who can shoot, They've who can dangle, Marstrom, who Petterson. can who can hit. Elias Petterson, who apparently everyone still thinks is 170 pounds, apparently put on some weight over the COVID, not the COVID 15, Alex. COVID 15. That's apparently what he put on, according to beat writers in Vancouver. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> well, okay. Everyone was saying that it's 170 pounds. But well, everyone's just, like, well, okay, he's gotten Tyler, stronger. Just, just go on about the series. You just go. Just go. You're already in it. I, Elias Pedersen looks so much more mature from the regular season to now. And it's so great to say that. But at the same time, if you are St. Louis, terrifying. Because he's so strong on the puck. He's so quick. He's got the creativity to go with his skills. You have Jack Hughes. Or Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes isn't here. Quinn Hughes. There you go. The one that's, nah, I, I still don't think he's going to win the Calder, but just because he led the rookies in points. But still, proving his worth in the playoffs, six points in that round robin against Minnesota. I just, they're so young and so good. Even Brock Bester played well. Bo Horvat leading the team on the ice, leading the team off the ice, four points in the round ro- or the in the qualifying round. I just think this Vancouver team is feeling good. And let me tell you, with the exception of game one, Alex, Jacob Markstrom has looked sensational. And Bennington... Would you say phenomenal? I'm not... That's your word. That's yours, buddy. Never would have guessed. I would never have said phenomenal with Jacob Markstrom. He's sensational. Sensational. A scintillating save by Jacob Markstrom. He made a few of those, even in the game one loss. It's so hard, though, to... if When a seven-game series hits, because St. Louis, despite being slow, despite being a little out of tune, it looks like, when they can get a little physical, especially with a lot of these younger kids... It could play a difference. That said, this is why I love this this whole playoff format. The fact that these teams that are coming out of the qualifying round play meaningful games against these round robin teams that were supposed to be dominant but don't look so dominant. Vancouver, Vancouver will win the series. They will win the series, Alex. Mm-hmm. But St. Louis will give them everything they got. I think Bennington will play decent, but not decent enough. He will play good enough to win a few games. I don't think he's going to win them by himself, though. I think St. Louis is going to be able to shut down physically the Vancouver Canucks for three of the seven games. Vancouver in seven. I'm going to go with my boy Josh Tesler on this one. Josh said it's going to be Vancouver making it all the way to play Boston in the Stanley Cup final. Repeat of 2011. Oh Maybe not repeat. God, no. Uh, first of all, they ha- <laughs> that means that they have to get through Carolina, which I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get to that later. It's Josh. But Josh's pick, I'm saying, coming out of the West is Vancouver. I don't know if they're going to make it that far. But the fact that they're going to at least get out of round one, that, Alex, I can assure you, in seven games. Seven Brock, games. Brock Besser. 
Seven points. I'll go. I'll seven go on a limb. Brock, Brock okay. Besser, seven points. He looked a lot better. Can I abstain from this vote? <laughs> Why? Because I don't know. Well, that's the best part about being an analyst, Alex. You were wrong. Well, okay. So if I have to pick, I would have to also say Vancouver, which would mean that for everyone involved in the show currently right now, we would be going all three going for all four of the same teams. Well, yes, but th- that means we're right, though, Alex. Possibly. Either that or we're all wrong. We're going to go 0 for 4. It's a possibility. Hey, if we both go for but, 4, I'm still winning, so that's all that matters. But you do bring up a lot of great points. The Vancouver just has a lot of talent, and I do see the pure physical body mass of St. Louis putting up a huge fight and bringing it to seven games. Honestly, if I could really choose, it would be game seven, triple overtime. It bounces off of somebody's butt into the net. Because for me... Brock Besser's butt. Oh my gosh, triple B. Sure, Tyler. Brock Triple Besser's B. butt. Hashtag. We'll find a way to make the t-shirt. Yeah, sure. Exactly. But this this series, I look at it, and it's just too close for me. If I have to choose one, I'm going to pick Vancouver, though, and it's going to be in seven games. Alex goes Vancouver in seven as well. So we're four for four with everyone involved. <laughs> I It's so weird, Peyton, because you know everyone looked at this as, oh, the round-robin teams will still be at their peak. I think it's almost been flip-flop because the teams that were not going to be as good that were not as good, at least into the pause, are almost better than the teams that were at the top of the division, wouldn't you say? I agree, too. They, they've been playing with passion. They've been actually playing for something, whereas the round-robin teams have kind of been cruising around, really just knocking the cobwebs off, as Tuka Rass said the other day. Yeah, and I, you know what? Before we let you go, Peyton, let's hear your Eastern Conference picks. Alex and I will dive through ours. I will, let's get yours here before we let you go. Philadelphia. Be, Philadelphia oh, go ahead, Peyton. I was say to be quick, uh, Philadelphia and Montreal. I've got Philly in a sweep. Woo! Woo! Not even right. sorry. Uh, listen, okay. I know Carrie Price is going wearing different pads. We'll get to that. They're flying through. Wow. Oh, dang go. it. I'm out. I'm got gone. Him. See you later. No. Boy. <laughs> Philly is also my pick to make the Stanley Cup final out of the East. Okay. So I'll just try to get that out of the way. Uh, Tampa, Columbus. I think Tampa beats them in six. Columbus will give them. Everything they've got, they'll be the brick wall like they were against Toronto. But I think Tampa comes through. Depending on Victor Hedman, though, that's a huge X factor there. John point. Cooper did say that they're waiting till tomorrow to hear back on his injury. Stamkos out indefinitely. Dude. Yikes. Peyton, what do you and say what, now? And what happened to Stammer again? I don't know. if I mean, they, they haven't released it, but just with the history of him, it could be anything. It's been shoulder. It's been knees. I mean, he's, it's Steve. It's, he's literally the second coming to Steve Eiserman. Yeah, but Steve Eiserman could play in the playoffs with a broken knee. Well, yeah, that's true. They like, care. They he, care about health these days, Alex. He's like he's like Kurt Angle. He, Kurt Angle. He could win Kurt the freaking gold medal with a broken freaking with neck. With a broken freaking. We're talking to a wrestling fan here in Peyton. He knows he's all about it. Here. Hence he's the a, reason why I made the reference, Ty. I do my homework. You made the wrestlings. No. Wrestling. The wrestlings. The wrestling. The the, 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 ra- the wrestling reference. Wrestling. Sure, Tyler. Try my compound <laughs> words. Uh, who do you got winning Washington and Islanders? You're gonna maybe be shocked. I think I the Isles pulled out in six. Oh. Over Washington, they're a good, scrappy little team, and uh, Barry Trotz knows how to beat the Capitals. So I think uh, the Islanders pull that one out. Uh, Simeon Varlamov has looked amazing, so I go with them. And then um, the bottom end, 
Carolina is just too good, man. Carolina is a fun team to watch. And Boston looked pretty shaky in the qualifiers, so I think Carolina does beat them. But I think that series goes seventh. Hmm. I'll take it. I like this guy. Because roots for the right teams, Ty. We agree on a lot. Um, Especially not the fact that we just don't like Geno's East. There we go. What's oh my gosh? You're you're all wrong. You're I all. Mean, we'll see what happens because I mean, as far as the West goes, we're all in agreement. I don't know about the East though. Agreement. Agreement is not a word. You're making I, up words, Doctor Seuss. Is. I bet it is. Alex is going to look this up right now. All right, quit. All right, so Peyton, is agreement a word? I'm going to say no, but I probably made the mistake of using it a handful Hold of times. Hold on. Oh no. Oh no. Agreement. A state whereby two parties share a view or opinion. Agreement. I am in agreement with you. Oh, no. Count it. Thank you. I will take my paycheck and leave. Well, thank you for the word, Alex. Peyton and I will use those on our broadcast now. There you go. Uh, you are in a state of agreement. Well, you know, I, don't th- I think most would uh, go against that call, but me and the ref, I think we're in a state of agreement. It's the ref and I. <laughs> Who cares? There's a reason why you don't do the broadcasting play-by-play. That's fine. Fine is not a good word. That, hey. Fine is a four-letter word charts with that, Alex. Fair enough. So, <laughs> before, also before we let you go, Peyton Turnage, our guest for today. You want to do any shout-outs or have any social media? Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at on Twitter at Peyton underscore Turnage. That's Peyton with an E. So don't make that mistake. I spelled it right, uh, didn't I? I spelled it right on the Twitter. I, well, I mean, it's a common error among people, though. Uh, okay, we'll make sure to put it in all of the descriptions of the stuff that we put. I was about to say, I got yeah, it on like the screen. I go to Starbucks, when I get a haircut, you know, it's, it's always See, no, bar, so. hot. No, when you go to Starbucks, here's what you got. It's hard to do with the drive-in nowadays, but it's better when you go to when you were inside. What's a name you want to use? Uh, I'm going to go with a Stanley Fredrickson. I always change my name because it's funny because I have to at least stay out. What Stanley are you yapping about, boy? Don't use your Colby's actual name. Kobe's always a good go-to in that situation. Kobe? Kobe? Kobe, uh, but close enough. Oh, Kobe. Kobe <laughs> Jack. Oh, my gosh. Just go up and say, what's your name? Kobe Jack? Wait, really? Yes. That's my actual name, Kobe Jack. I, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't like Star. Maybe that's why I just don't like Starbucks, but I go in there and make fun of everything. But can I have a Venti, a Venti latte? <laughs> A good name to use is Julius. Julius. Why Julius? Because there's lots of ways that he can spell it. Julius? I guess, yeah, some people spell it with an E. Uh, Peyton, we appreciate you taking the time, helping us preview the Western Conference. It was a joy talking to you. I hope, I hope, I hope we get to hear you in the Jan- – well, if the season does start in January, I hope we get to hear you calling Alabama-Huntsville games. You are definitely one of the best young voices in college hockey for sure. I'm sure my buddy, our buddy, Harrison Watt, can certainly attest to that. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on. I was thinking you were maybe were getting a little desperate having me on, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a good rest of your show. You weren't the yeah. last guy we're done. <laughs> no. Hey, no, we, it was very good to have you on. We were going to have you on no matter what. It was just a matter of time, and it just happened to work out that the Preds lost. <laughs> and Alex, I'll forgive you for the Turner turnage thing. No hard feelings. But. Thank you. So, I, re- I felt really bad about it because I was literally looking at it about half a second before, but... No, Peyton Turnage, the he guest having a for coffee. today, having some hot takes, hot picks, and all in agreements. Peyton, we'll have to let you go here um, before we go to commercial here. Make sure to check him out on social media. We'll make sure to put his stuff all in the descriptions of our video and show on podcasts. And we will be back right after this. 
and we are back here on 12 Ounce Sports here on the Keel Show. Host Alex Keel for Tyler Keel. Thanks once again for Peyton Turnage. Turnage. Are you proud that you finally figured it show. out? Yeah, well, okay, I mean, I feel bad, all right? I'm sorry. Have I ever messed up? Well, okay. Have you ever messed up? Yes. So, no, I'm trying. No, I wasn't. I was asking myself more or less. Because if you did watch this is a game. a person show. You can't ask yourself questions. If you watched the Sportsnet feed, as I did for the Leafs series, game Which four. Which people don't, but continue. At least in the States. Game four, Matthews overtime winner. Jim Houston messed up the call. And he says, Casperi Kapanen instead. I will say this. I know I talk about how John Tavares What's Casperi Kapanen's number? 24. Hold on. What's Matthew's number? 34. But he shoots left-handed. Now, hold on. Before You now, look stop. at the numbers. Alex, Alex, I'm defending Jim. Calm down. Here's what I will tell people. I know I was getting on. Oh, but Tyler, you said John Tavares. How could he miss the open night? He's a professional. Isn't that tough? Listen. Calling a game, Alex. When you, you're not there. No, the Jim Houston was there. They were in the building. They were in the building. Yes, well, but it's it's still it, though, because it was such a bang bang play. They lost the draw, and the puck was battling in the corner. All of a sudden, it came out to Varys, and All of a sudden, Matthews came streaking in, like literally off the screen for that one timer. I don't blame. I, listen, it's tough. Yes, he's the, one of the tops in the game. He should not make mistakes. But guess what? People do that all the time. There's a reason why Paul Romanuk is not doing games anymore nationally for the Leafs because he made so many mistakes. I remember a game last year, Alex. People make mistakes. It's how it is. Uh, hold on. I'm still going. All right. That's why I'm getting mad at everyone. Everyone's, oh, my gosh, Jim Houston butchered the call. Get a, just have him do Canucks games and Joe Bowen go back to doing Leafs games. Listen, he messed up. Yes, was it a big goal? Absolutely. But I will tell you this right now. Everyone talks about Connor Brown's goal. The, game, the goal that ended up sending the Leafs to the playoffs in 2017, Alex. Okay. That big goal. I was listening to Joe Bowen. I listened to it back. He almost did not realize that Connor Brown tipped that puck in. He, he was going to give credit to Jake Gardner. He almost was about to give credit for Jake Gardner for scoring the goal, even though Brown tipped it in. Joe Bowen, who's been doing this, Alex, for over 40 years, me- almost messed up and probably the biggest Leafs win in the last half decade. Okay. And my, and, but, my, my but question th- here, though, is when you're a broadcaster... Where are you? Calling in the building. Where are you in the building? You're not at ice level. You are. You are not behind the crease, which you're not behind the net, which I would say arguably is far better to see all the numbers and see who's on the ice because you have a different vantage point. You're looking at people from a side. And here's the ice. You're way up there. The gondola. It's way up. Like, that was the best part about doing the GLI this year, Alex, with the hockey writers. I was just went there to just go right for them. Yeah, you look down. And you are at you are hanging over everybody, literally, especially at Little Caesars Arena. I, I sat there, and I realized, because we call games at Davenport, we're at a low level, even some Ava Glavin Ice Arena, Ferris State, not a big arena at all. I was so happy because I got the opportunity to, yes, under my own breath and kind of just quietly with people around me, I called the games because I wanted to be able to learn the ability to call a game in an NHL arena where you are literally at the top of the arena tickling the ventilation system, which is freezing cold at LCA. Mother of Teresa. Biting cold. Mother of Teresa? Listen. Mother Teresa. I don't come up with these catchphrases. Alex, the writer puts this in for me. Uh, You're the writer! (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm saying it's incredibly difficult. I I remember even last year, D2 game against Lindenwood. Adam Halsey scores the tying goal. And I remember saying Adam Halsey takes the shot. And guess what went, came out of my mouth after the puck went in, Alex? Brody White. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. I butchered a call. Everyone does it. Well, Tyler, you're an ACHA broadcaster, not doing Hockey Night in Canada. I understand that. What I'm saying is everyone makes mistakes. And yes, was it a big everyone moment? Absolutely. Mistakes. Everybody has those days. Hannah Montana, exactly. That's why I'm... How did I get to this point? Uh, because you were complaining about how people were going off. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, because made, you made the mistake with Turner and Turnage. So I'm saying yes. I'm defending Alex by saying that even Jim Houston makes mistakes. Everyone make them. All those, uh, everyone, the lovely people on hashtag hockey Twitter, you guys would have made the same mistake as well. Moving on, Alex. Eastern Conference. You're done on your soapbox there? I'm on a chair, but thanks. Anyways. Okay. Let's move on to the East. Run the show into the ground, or maybe try not to. By the way, I think I may have missed one. The We did miss the Vancouver-St. Louis fan vote. 11 votes, Alex. Vancouver, 72.7% of the votes to only 27.3 for St. Louis. So even the mass of humanity agrees that Vancouver is a favorite to win this series. Yeah, and thank you for all those who did vote. By the way, we love getting the feedback. We love that fan interaction. Did we have any... Uh Questions or comments? I have not seen it for hashtag STKS today. Not today, though. We did but have on some the, on Thursday. Do you have anything on YouTube by, by chance? Well, we have Dad it? saying very cool guest today for Mr. Peyton Turnage. Hey, Dad, we love it. Shockingly, Dad always gave it to Nashville fans when the Wings were playing Nashville back in the days. All of a sudden, he loves Pete Weber, loves Peyton Turnage. Nashville guys, Dad, are you becoming a Preds fan? Becoming a fan of a team that's winning? You bandwagoner! He, he's not maybe, playing. Maybe he, he maybe he just likes Nashville. He's not playing golf with us. Now, is he? I think I scared him to not play golf with us now. Maybe. What else? What else we got? Well, Tyler, we into the East. Tyler Burke says phenomenal. Okay, never would have guessed it. Uh, talking Rando, SPHL Rando says hello, boys. That was rigged, and Dad just said you m no. What does that have to do with Michigan? What does oh, that hold on no. now? Hold on. What? First, <laughs> first of though, first of all, the Rando rigged. Rigged. Well, someone said because the guy dropped, there was video of him dropping the ball by accident, and they said it was too heavy, so they knew which one it was. I don't know. Okay. I, All right. I'll allow it. But, I, you know what? I don't know. You know, I think I, 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 I'm pretty sure I said earlier that the Rangers, like, what are you going to do with Lafreniere, really? But to the same token, Capacaco with him, I'll take it. Peyton did make a valid point. It just it just adds it just adds to the layers. Ogres are like onions, and the Rangers are a bunch of ogres. They got layers. <laughs> shout, shout out to Rando saying, "Mr. Kuehl, I for one would welcome you to the Preds fandom." Oh, <laughs> uh, by yeah, the way, there we go. Coming up next, eight thirty here on Twelve Ounce Sports, talking miners with the Rando. He'll be on talking I mean, miners hey, and hey. stuff. Well, minor hockey. Minor league hockey. No, not minor hockey. Even though minor hockey should be starting up on time. You can't just say minors. No. Can't, you can't just be talking about minors here. Talking about minors. He's talk, Well, he's talking a lot about NBA and Major League Baseball and stuff. You get the joke. <laughs> yes, Alex. There you go. I mean, hey, Randall, if you want to have open conversation, I mean, you know where to find us. We'll, we'll talk at about At the QL Show on Twitter, at the QL Show on Facebook, and at the QL Show on Instagram. By all means. we I, I could stay here for, you know, in here in the studio for a little bit longer, get you on the phone. But is there anything else before we move on to the East? I think we're good. I don't think people want to talk to us today. I think we scared everyone away. That's fine. In that case, we are 
as the hip ones now say, oh, no. we're Gucci to move on. <sighs> You're welcome. Now, first series that we will go off on is the first seeded uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, my Flyers. gosh. Sorry. Corwin from Bar Down just posted this video. There, before the Rangers ball went up, the Leafs ball bounced around in the little colander and fell out. John Tavares hitting the post on an open net. Leafs lottery ball hitting the post on an open net. My goodness. Oh, that's funny. The Leafs were one ball away from getting Connor McDavid, and they were a centimeter and a half away from getting Alexi Lafreniere. See, because that, that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want a heavier ball in a situation where it needs to get blown straight up? Maybe that was hy- hypothetical or you know, a conspiracy theory, but this is BS. <laughs> Whatever. That they I think people are just crazy, and they're just like, yeah, my team didn't get it. But Eastern Conference, first round, Philadelphia Flyers versus the Montreal Canadiens. Philadelphia beating Boston, Washington, and Tampa, only letting all three teams get one goal in each game. Canadians beat the Pens in their series with, I would say, probably the best we've seen Carey Price in a long time. At least half, at least since the MVP year. That I will concur. At in least since the MVP time. year. Even the year in 2017 when they made the playoffs and won the Atlantic Division, he was outstanding. Except Ty- now Ty- that he's... Wait, what? Tyler, you, you, watch, you watch him in this, in this past series, the qualifying round? Oh, no. What was that one video that you used to watch obsessively? When the Cinderella Man. Yep. Cinderella Man. It, Just uh, Carrie Price with the background music of Cinderella Man by Eminem. That's, that's, literally, what I could, that's literally all I could think about. I was like, this you, you dude, he's going to do it. Because you, you said it right at the beginning before this entire thing started. You're like, Carrie Price is going to have to be like MVP, Vesna candidate, Carrie Price. He's going to be ha- to pull this one. And you know what? You ask, and you shall receive. He had one of the best save percentages out of any goaltender, not just round robin, but or not just qualifying, but round robin as well. Nine, four, seven. Had a shutout in game four when it mattered most. I believe it was 30 saves in that game. Only 1.67 goals against the average. His only bad game, yeah, was game two. Looked really good. Yes, they had to come back. The Canadians had to do in game three, but he looked outstanding. And... You know, Ben Sherratt, who I wrote about for the hockey writers during the offseason when he came over, I thought, you know, he's going to be a you know, key player. He's going to have to play top four minutes. He looked very comfortable despite a team, the exception of Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber, a team that's very weak down the left side. Ben Sherratt filled in admirably. The Canadians, I mean, people talk about how the Penguins lost this series. The Canadians won this series. I don't think anyone can, can disagree with that. Shea Weber, Shea Weber led the team in points with Paul Byron. Now, granted, yes, one of his goals was an empty net goal. It was the one, the clinching goal. But I digress. He was still a very solid piece, both on the offensive end and the defensive end. Paul Byron played really well. Nick Suzuki, who in his first postseason experience, looked comfortable and confident. Brandon Gallagher was making everyone mad. Okay, I'm sorry, though. But oh, I will say this. Johnny Duran, I, he'll need to step up in this series, Alex. He will need to play better. Dude. What? Can we talk? about Nick Suzuki and Joel Armia. Yoel Armia. Is it Yoel or is it Joel? Yoel Armia. You can say Joel Armia, but it's Yo. at least that's how they were saying on the broadcast. Yoel. Okay, Yoel. Okay. Then no, Yoel. Yoel Yoel. Yoel. Okay, fine. Suzuki and Armia. Yoel, get out of here. Suzuki and Armia. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. NHL 20 glitch goal for the cheese. Backdoor baby. Oh, my Lanta. 
No, Atlanta doesn't have a team anymore, Alex. They need to bring back the Thrashers because, good gosh, oh, my Lanta. I'm sure Rando would like that. I'm sure Rando would like that. These two, I probably would, but these two, I don't even care if they're not on the same line regularly. But those two, on the po- they're on the power play, right? Because that's the only, they were on the ice so much together. Armia, I don't think they were on, uh, maybe they've been on the same one. Cause Shea Weber, because Shea Weber, Shea oh Weber on one, Pichu was on the other. Sherratt was not even close to sniffing the ice with a man advantage. Oh. For some reason, this entire series, when those two are on the ice, they just know how to break away from the defense. Even if there's like two men back or at least one man back, they just have the puck at all times. They got magnets attached to the bo- to their blade of their stick. It's crazy, and. Tatar has looked impressive. Jonathan Drouin, like you said, kind of has to step up. Byron, not too bad. Max Domi looks a little bit under the weather. Looks a little bit like he's not doing so great. Well, don't forget, he didn't play and tra- he didn't take part in training camp, Alex. I understand that. That's why I'm. That's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But man, this team. This team has something. I. Th- I feel like. I I don't know if it has enough to go against this Flyers team because Philly the, looked good. That's the problem, good. dude. Listen, I know we're going to talk about how good Couture was. Even Scott Lawton, who had an incredible round robin with five points. You know, they have guys like Konechny. How about Nicholas Obey Obel? Or is it, how do you say it again? Kubel. Excuse me, Obey Kubel. Two goals in the last game against Tampa. How about that? I didn't know that guy existed. He's got a hyphenated last name. For all I, mean, I know, that's a guy up, that just sits around the slack for JVR. That's for sure. Well, JVR, he's Me getting JVR. a little older. There's a reason why but I don't play for the Leafs no more. Kevin Hayes looked really good, and that was a contract Kevin that Hayes. that was a oh. contract I bashed, and I bashed hard. Uh, he looks real attractive right now. He looks really good, though. If for they sure. wanted to trade him right now, they'd get a bit back. And the back end looked really good. The defense was confident. Shane Gosses Bear looks like he's finally getting back into form, but it's all at. Now, despite Brian Elliott playing a good game against Washington, Carter Hart. Guys, if they named the trophy after him. If they're. What? They named the oh, trophy. Oh, they did not name the trophy after him. <laughs> did anyone else see that? That graphic? When when they were doing the after the po- the post game uh, interviews or whatever they they had they had Carter Hart and then underneath it they had um it was Carter Hart uh, had the MVP trophy named after him uh, sh- a sign of respect <laughs> oh jeez because you have to understand all of these guys why do I have to understand when, when, Alex? It, when it comes to media and especially the in house like presentation with the the PA announcer and every the one thing where like thank you to all of our fans and then they put like the camera on just a, a oh. scroll of four just like thank you to the fans, fans are here for a turn to play and it's four fans it's like wonderful. literal actual fans like around <laughs> blowing air fans Luke I am your father people people are having I know it's not the quote but I'm going Tommy boy here okay Tommy boy it was a movie from the 90s kids um, it was but, one of Tom Far- or Chris Farley's best movies but Hold on, I wasn't done about Carter Hart. Oh, okay, continue. This is the closest thing, Alex, to... Oh, I, almost said, I almost said Rock Hogan. I almost said the Rock Hogan. I almost said that. To the legitimate... It's pa- the first round. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the passing of the torch from the one of the best goaltenders we've ever had, at least in the recent memory, 
to one of the up-and-coming goaltenders who has the opportunity to become a star goaltender in this league. Carey Price has been the status quo for goaltending for a long time. Last couple of years, a little shaky, but let's be honest, he's been the Montreal Canadiens' best player ever since, I'm going to say, 2013. I'm going to say that. I wouldn't go as far to say Hogan Rock. I'd go more, no, along, that's why the, I, I'd no. go more along the lines of Angle Lesnar. Angle Lesnar. I will go. I will. Well, Angle wasn't around that long, though, before Lesnar came on. Regardless, that's why I didn't say Rock Hogan. That's why I didn't say Rock Hogan, Alex. I caught myself before I said it, but I'm making the comparison of Carey Price going up against Carter Hart. The younger goaltender is going to win. Carter Hart is so talented. Like, I'll be honest. Hockey Canada has waited a long time to have a star goaltender come out of their system comparable to Carey Price. They've had goaltenders that have won gold medals in the World Juniors. Zach Fucali, who is still messing around in the ECHL. I mean, you have guys that have had top talents like Scott Wedgwood and Mark Visentine, which is a name that I just don't think I'd ever want to ever say ever again. But Carter Hart is that guy. I hope Mikey D. Pietro does well. I hope he does. I don't know if he will, though. But Carter Hart is the guy that's been able to make the jump and prove that he can be in the NHL. And I think he's going to be the guy that will carry the flag, maybe literally, maybe figuratively, into the future for Canadian goaltending. This series will prove that because Carter Hart and the Philadelphia Flyers will win. I'm not going to go four, though. I'm going seven. Flyers and seven. It's going to be... And Alex, you ready for this? Four of the games will be less... No, five of the games, Alex, will be less than three goals scored. The other two are going to be like 6-5. For some reason, the goaltenders are just going to sleep for just a couple games. But the rest is going to be absolute clinics to watch. I'm excited. Flyers 7. Carey Price plays great, but he's not going to be able to do it enough because the Flyers team is better than Montreal's team, but Carter will get the win. He'll get the glory. They'll move on to round two. Oh, Ty. Simple, simple-minded Ty. Don't caress oh, my hair when oh, you say tie. this. Oh, this tie. is the same kid that came over and lay hugged me when he first came in today, thinking I was... I had to make we, sure you were okay, Ty. Kelly did that last night. She made sure I was okay, and I'm like, Kelly, just get off me. I'm trying the to work here. The Leafs It's okay. I know the Leafs lost. We got over that. Well, I, I'm not over it. But not we, over we're, it. we're past it in the show. In the show, at least. Very, very We still have Thursday enough. at 6 o'clock here on 12 Outs. I'm not going to... Huh. Fair enough. I say there has to be at least one Pennsylvania team that goes into at least the second round. Who is that going to be, Alex? Heck, I would say even possibly the conference final. Well, you heard what Mr. Mr. Turnage said. He said that's the team that's going to make it through. That's what he po- that's what he thinks. <sighs> The Canadians just don't have it this year. They slipped. They didn't have oh, it. Hold on. They didn't yeah. have it before the pause. They just got well, in because hold, of the, hold the, the on playoff here. Hold your horses. Whoa, busy. Whoa. Do you even know how to ride a horse? No, but I'm <laughs> sure it's probably that. It's probably not You have hard. to yell, oh, Bessie, every time. I'm sure it's not that hard. It's an animal. We're oh. very good at training animals. The human species. Oh, I had a joke for Christopher Reeve, but I'm not going to do that. Don't do that. I'm not doing Don't that. Don't do that. I ain't doing it. Montreal just doesn't have it. I'm sorry. They slipped into this one. You never had it, Stanley. Purely on the basis that they needed 
another team to get in there. I don't think Montreal, I think Montreal fans at this point, they're happy to be here. Carey Price dragged this team into the first round. I will, there were some players that stepped uh, up, but Carey did uh, a, da, da, he had da, a big da. part. Majority of the work came from Mr. Carey Price. Okay, fine. If this, this, if this was a dog sled team, Carey Price is at the front making sure that everyone that's limping in the back is still going. How about that? So he's Rudolph. <laughs> sure. Got a little red nose coming. All right, boys. He's I, not part uh, of a dog sled team, but sure. I'm just going with the fact that he's at the front. Rudolph leading the charge through Kay. one foggy Christmas Eve. Sure. One, one playoff Eve. Yeah, well, he may have the light. Bob Julian came to say, Carey Price, Carey Price with your sake, <laughs> Let me talk, boy. <laughs> I was going with the song. <laughs> Carey Price loses <laughs> to Philly. Six. <laughs> Series. Tampa Columbus. Hold on. We got team get, loses. We got to get this. team wins. No, I have to make sure to keep things short and sweet. That way you don't interrupt me. I got to get team to the- wins. Five. <laughs> Next Hold series. On. Hold on. Hold on, Alex. We got to get. What were the what did the fans vote for Montreal, Philadelphia? For only four votes. Four, only four votes here. Make sure we got it that straight. Only four votes here. Three of them went to Philadelphia. One Montreal. That may have been Harrison. Harrison said Montreal for some reason. Oh, he said Chicago. Maybe that was wrong. Uh, someone said Montreal. It may have been Harrison. May have been me. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Okay, you good? <laughs> Can I talk? Maybe. Okay. Next series. Tampa. Columbus. Team will win. <laughs> Team will lose. You're doing a great job of your hosting abilities, Alex. Tampa seeded two going to this one. Columbus ninth. Tampa beat Washington three to two in the shootout. Beat Boston three two in regulation. Lost to Philly to four to one. Stamkos out with an. We'll just say lower body injury. I said lower body because he hasn't been skating well. But that's just Headman with the ankle. Vasilevsky to hear tomorrow, like I said. Vasilevsky has arguably looked like a piece of Swiss cheese. I said it purely on the basis that he he's not looking strong. He's letting stuff slide behind him. He's not picking up the rebounds when he should. Well, seven goals on eighty-nine shots. I guess they adjusted the numbers. I thought it was eight and ninety, but it was seven and eighty-nine. Maybe they forgot about a an empty net goal. They probably counted for it. Maybe something nine to one save percentage though in three games. But okay, Don Cherry. No, you know, no, it's you got to do the. No, it's not two fingers. I'm not trying to be Don Cherry. I'm being me. You said, but I ain't racist. That being said, Vasilevsky does not compare to what Corpusalo has been able to do for this Columbus team. Now, before you cut me off there and you go on your tangent, I'll keep talking here. Tampa looks strong when they're healthy. They look strong in the regular season most of the time. Tampa, in recent years, has not held a candlestick to any other team when it comes to the playoffs. Similar to Toronto. Except where they made to the Eastern Conference Final. There's always a weird sock in the drawer tie. It's mismatched. This team... Like others, they can look great in the regular season. When it comes down to the knit and grit, it comes down to playoffs, they're not so hot. And especially when they're down 
two of their biggest players, one of their biggest, literally one of their biggest guys on the defensive side, and they're one of their biggest scorers. They've got guns. They've got big talent. They know how to win, but I don't think that it can beat the pure structured masterpiece that John Tortorella has sculpted for himself. Sweater vest wearing Tortorella. Let's think about it this way. Tampa Bay Lightning, they are like one of those nice one of those nice light fixtures that you put in your uh, in your living room, right? Like this lovely lamp setup we got over here. Sure. It has, you know, it'll have like its series of lights or everything. Everything works, but it's simple. It works. It just it it serves its purpose. Serves its purpose. When you turn the lights on, the lights go on. But right now, there are a few lights that are out in comparison to this Columbus team where they are a chandelier caressed with a series of diamonds just hanging from the ceiling. Just, oh. Does and it, it's all John Tortorella's doing. Alex. What? Does it make you want to swing from a chandelier? Never do that again. That's why I took my mic away from my face so I didn't scare everybody and blow everyone's speakers out. <clears throat> oh, that John Tortorella hurt. don't need a suit to win games. Heck, he don't even need a sweater vest. Give him a quarter zip and a sheet of ice. Done. Like dinner, Brooksy. Columbus. I, I know I didn't pick them just purely on the basis that I really wanted Toronto to get to the first round so they could actually make it past the first round. It's not even a first I'm round. I'm sorry. It's not even the first round, Alex. That's a thing. No, I'm talking about this. I wanted them to make it to the first round. That way they could go past the first round. So they could play this round of hockey that we're about to see coming starting on Tuesday. So tomorrow, yeah, and actually make it past it at least once. At least but once, guys. Columbus looks strong. They've got the talent. They look strong and swole. Corpusalo got two shutouts against the Leafs. Which game one and game five. It's not the easiest thing, but it ain't the hardest. But still, he looked strong. Except looked, for game three. Except for game three, he looked strong. You don't have Merzlikens in there, so you do lose that aspect of it. Lose that option, yep. But Dubois got a hat trick. Atkinson's looking good, and I'm sorry. Is is there anybody else that I could really just I could just go through this and almost this entire the, roster of Blue Jackets and the, be like I could, I could trust this guy. The Rensky Jones pair just gave absolute nightmares to the Leafs. I don't think I'd ever watched one defense pair absolutely just bewilder an entire offense that is worth $2 billion, I swear. But the point is that Corpus Allo, if I mean, listen, game three was just bad for him. He didn't play well. Mers Lickens, the end of game four, didn't play well at all. But Corpus Allo, there's a reason why, Alex, he was voted onto the all-star team. Couldn't play because he was injured. That's where Mers Lickens came in. It was outstanding. Now, Mers Lickens is hurt, so you have to run with Corpus Allo. How can you not pick Corpusalo over Vasilevsky? I don't think Vasil. I mean, Vasilevsky, yes, 9-2-1 save percentage, 2-2-7 goals against average. Not bad, but it's the ones that he allows that are bad. It's the goals that, you know, if he gets down in a slump, it's over. We saw last year in the playoffs. Once the Jackets got going against Tampa, it was over. It was over before we even knew it. I'm not going to go as far to say Columbus and four. 
Because I think predicting that, if you predict that last year, you were a fool. But this year, I'm not going to say four, Alex. It'd be funny if we did four. But I'm just going to make the safe pick and go Columbus. You'd be dumb if you didn't. Because I, how can you? Well, have you wouldn't be dumb. You'd you be, just sorry. You, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be dumb. You'd be wrong. Is that better? Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Eric Fair. Thank you, Eric. That one all. Eric Fair. Corpusalo doesn't play for the Leafs. Outduels the Vesna candidate worthy goaltender Vasilevsky. I still can't believe that Swiss cheese. I, I just seriously, how hard is it to be part of the Pro Hockey Writers Association just so I can vote to not vote Andre Vasilevsky? Uh, I mean, it's probably difficult, but it's probably one of those things where it's an old boys club. I don't know if it's an old boys club. You just need to be really good writing and good get into it. I do more of the talking. Tyler, you're an investigative reporter at times. One thing you need to look up, how many girls are in it? What? How many girls are in it? There are a f- quite a few. I know not as many as some people would like to that would like because I mean we have I mean there's a lot of great women's hockey reporters out there Sarah Sivian for your Carolina Hurricanes that's she's, true she is really good she's an interesting follow on the Twitter I will concur that but there's a lot phenomenal oh good lord but back to this series back to the task at hand I am going to go with Columbus in five games because Tampa will win one Kucherov will have a three point game and. You know what, Alex Kalor? Tyler Johnson scored a goal, Alex. You saw that? He's actually alive. He's actually decent. His wrist isn't broken, and he's not an absolute plug on the ice for $5 million. He scored a goal. Good for him. He'll score a goal in these playoffs, and it may be in that game two win that they're going to get. The rest of the series, though, Columbus is going to just un- un- unmitigatingly shut him down. Five jackets. Jackets don't get scored on more than 10 goals, though, in the series. Mm. Ty? Yeah. You know how earlier in the show I said that when it comes to playoffs, two things that are really prevalent are goaltending and uh, coaching? Yeah. How many syllables are in John Tortorella's last name? I saw you counting over here, too. I saw your hands doing it. Tortorella. Really? You're going to go it? You're going to go it. How many syllables are in Corpusala's last name? Okay. Well, I asked a question. It's not rhetorical. Everyone at home, say it together. Ready? One, two, three. Corpusalo, Tortorella. Corpusalo, Tortorella. Accelerando. Oh my gosh, Accelerando. Oh my gosh. It's a epiphany. It's, a tra- it's Illuminati. Everyone panic. Call the Knights of Freemasons. Oh my gosh. I think the coffee's starting to kick in, but it's like mixturing with fatigue and it's starting to make me go crazy. Ty, you may be talking about Accelerando's. Because it also has four syllables. And it's going to be a quick one. Jackets and four. Help. Count it. Should we go to the, uh, the polls, Alex? J- jackets and four. Go to the polls. That's all I got to say. We, this was one of our Coaching, most voted on. Goaltending. Nine votes in this one, Alex. Only one vote, Alex, came for. Can you guess? Uh, one vote towards our good buddies in the Lightning. You're right, Alex. One of the nine votes went to Tampa, the other eight to Columbus. Because, Alex, mm. one plus eight, mm. it equals nine. Mm. Triple Illuminati. Illuminati squared. Hey, Tyler, how many uh, sides are in the Isosceles Triangle? Three. 
Damn. What the? <laughs> Were you trying to get me on the four deal? I'm like, I actually thought. <laughs> you honestly thought I was going to say that. Uh, it's a thing. It. You have to watch TikTok, man. You have to. Get oh in there. no! You stop that right it's now. It's a thing. You stop doing the hand swinging business. It's the whoa. We got two more series. Whoa two is me. Well, yeah, we got two more series, and we got twenty minutes, so that's ten minutes each. I can mass. Here we go. Have we so, disagreed once on a series? Um. Well, let's look here. No, we dun, haven't. We dun, have not. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Actually, I'm looking back at the script here. You have Tyler Nux Seven, Alex Nux Seven. Can we just say when the Vancouver Canucks, these young players, they get a little bit older and they bring in, they're bringing in some hot heat. Can we call them the Vancouver Brass Nux? Brass Nux? No, I don't think so. Moving on. Moving on to the next series where we have the third seeded Washington Capitals and the seventh seed New York Islanders. The shirt or the team that this shirt is uh, based on. Based on secondstringleather.com, new apparel crafted from the crease. Hashtag crafted from the crease. Hashtag secondstringleather company. All the good that, That's a very long hashtag. I, it's still a hashtag. Hashtag secondstringleather company. Hashtag goaltending life. Hashtag swag. Hashtag SSLC. You could do that if you wanted to. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> now, Washington versus the Islanders. Washington in the round robin lost to Tampa and Philly, three to two in a shootout and three to one. Respectively, they beat Boston, though, 2-1. to one. Um, Only Radko Gudis, of all people, registered more than one point in the entire round, Robin. Which, of all people, really? Radko Gudis? The what, team scored what? five goals in three games. What happened? The hold on here. Hold on here. Best Ooh. goal score. Oh, boy. I'm not it's a horse, okay. Alex. Can't it's do okay. this. I used to be, I used to be as, as strong and as... Fast as a horse. Well, maybe yeah, well, fast. you keep yourself busy like a workhorse, so let's keep it at Aw, you're so sweet. Uh, shush. Sometimes it's annoying. Uh, so, and then the Islanders, they obviously took and knocked off the Panthers three to one, three games to one in that series uh, with uh, Anthony Beauvillier um, getting five points total, three goals, two assists by himself. Varlamov, 1.77 goals against, 9.37 save percentage. He looked he looked comfortable. It wasn't like he was outstanding a- because Florida's offense just couldn't get through Barry Trotz's defense. And that was the, one of the keys going into the series. I appreciate you picking Florida, Alex. It, just, it wasn't going to happen. It, was it wasn't a, meant it to It was be. a valid choice at the time. I'm st- In your eyes, yes. But... Varlamov, when he had to make the big save, he did. Florida was able to get one win against him, and but I think he looked very comfortable throughout. And that's the big thing as a goaltender in these playoffs is looking comfortable. A goaltender that looked comfortable was actually Braden Holpe. Out of all the goal, out of all the teams that were in the bottom two of the round robin, he was probably the most. I don't want to say outstanding, but the most productive in terms of his numbers of how he was. I mean, only six goals and 80 shots. That's not bad, Alex. It's not bad, but when, cause he, well, he, Alex, didn't, he didn't play the Boston game. No, he played all three. Did he play all three? What are you going to do? Play Phoenix Copley? He, yeah, he was, he was, he's, the I guy. don't know when you lose two games in a row, he's with allowing three goals per game. Maybe for the last game of a round Robin, he's Washington's guy. There's, you're not going to go with the rookie at all in this kind of a scenario. Hope he's going to be the Capitals goaltender. There's no question about it. The, the offense. If the offense can't go against Tampa, if the off uh, with which, by the way, yes, Victor Hedman was 
excuse me, in the lineup for that game. But if your offense can't get going against Philly, can't get going against Boston, how do you expect to go up against a coach that knows the entire team up and down, sideways, backwards, want to cup with you? Yeah. Barry Trotz is going to outcoach Todd Reardon. And I like Todd. I met, you know, he was he ran Dan Bilesmas camp with him when I was a kid many years ago. Nice guy. Great backwards skater. Apparently could go backwards as fast as Sergey Fedorov, but uh, maybe that's just him talking. But nice guy. I, I don't know. Sergey Fedorov was real fast. Well, this was Sergey Fedorov in Anaheim, which he looked like he was drunk half the time. So maybe not. Maybe that makes sense. So so you're saying that this guy can go as fast as a drunk Russian playing for a team that he didn't. I never said, okay, I was just saying the way his numbers were in Anaheim, it didn't work out. That's what I'm trying to say with Sergey Fedorov. Anyways, back to the story at hand here. The fact that, I mean, listen, I don't think Washington, Washington will win a couple, but how can you not pick the others? How beauty. They are looking good. The offense there, Anthony Bovillier looked phenomenal. Yeah, Tony Beauty. When two of your, when listen, here's the best part. I know, obviously, there's such a small sample size in these five-game series, especially only four games for the Islanders case. Ryan Pulak and Devin Taves, four points for the, each of them. And then you have Josh Bailey with four points. Bovillier's got five points. Matthew Barzell only had to score one goal. When you have depth pieces like that for the Islanders, producing offensively while still being a solid part of your defensive end, how can you not? feel confident in this hockey club. How can Barry Trotz not win coach of the year right now? Yes, Alex. Can I, can I make a prediction? Tom Wilson's going to try to kill Matthew Barzell. Third, actually, no, we'll say second, second game of the entire series. The first face-off draw uh, between the Islanders and the Capitals is going to be the first line of the Washington Capitals versus the fourth line of the Islanders with Tom Wilson being paired up with Matt Martin. Um, Ooh, I'm all for that. Uh, Ovechkin's going to be matched up with Kyle Clutterbuck, and Kuznetsov is just going to be holding well, on to Sezikis. No, so, no. Because we're no. going to have a line brawl. No, so. Line brawl. No. Clutterbuck. Hey, Alex, it's, no, stop. It's going to be game three. You want to know why? No, game two, because no. you know what's going to happen. Alex, no, because stop. Because you, no, you're, Tom, you're wrong. No, you're, because no. Tom Wilson is going to go after. No, You know what Alex, he's gonna actually going to do? Alex, He's going to go after Matt Barzell. You don't Barza. understand how the lineups work. The visiting team gives the lineup first to the home team. So Washington's the home team in this series. So they will they will know that they're going against a tough guy. They're not going to throw a bench out there against their fourth line. They'll throw their grind line out there to kind of put up against him. Now, game three. Ovechkin the, wants to fight probably. He's probably angry. The Islanders, well, it depends on what the series is like after game one. Islanders in game three will see that Washington will go out their top line. Then you may want to throw, because what, the, what did the Red Wings always do, Alex? They throw out their grind line. Game one, or at the first shift of every game at home, it seemed like at least. They'd throw out the grind line, set the tone against their top guns, and then let Iserman and Co. and Fedorov just say, all right, guys, now you go play against the rest of their bums, and they'd win. That's how it worked. Will that work in game three? I don't know. But I still say game two. Islanders. Islanders in six. Islanders in six. Washington will win a couple games. Ovechkin will score a couple goals, but Islanders in six. You should probably make it quick, Alex. I know you want Carolina and Boston to be a minute. I know, I know. <sighs> See, this is just... You never bet against Ovechkin. Yes, you do. No, you don't. In the playoffs, they won once, Alex. They lost to Carolina last year. Mm, but he's got that thing. He's got the, he's got the Ovechkin He will thing. score. He will score. But in the playoffs, bet against Capitals. They won one year. If they'd won three well, by I'm now... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... 
he, they're a good team. They know how to make it past the first round tie. If this were like a winter classic, yeah, I'd pick the Capitals, sure, but not in the playoffs. Caps in seven. Cap- oh, wow. Hello, Alex. Nice to see you. How you doing? Caps in seven. Caps in seven. I'm writing these down this time because I had to go back and to w- make sure. Yeah. I had to go back and watch the video from when we predicted with Harrison and Thomas to make sure we had everything right. By the way, I believe Thomas went two for two. No, he no, he went three and one. Yeah, he went three and one. Okay. <sighs> the last series. Yeah. Before we get well, before the show's over. Caps and seven. Caps and seven. Last but not least, by boys. the way, nine out of ten votes for the Islanders, according to our lovely fan base. I gotta take a look at that. Dude, can we see who voted for what? Um, no. We just see view. We just see activity and people engaging and stuff. Anyways, <sighs> too bad. Last series to talk about here. We have a heavy favorite in the fourth seeded Boston Bruins. Heavy favorite. A lot. Okay, well respected at the very least. I don't know. After this round robin, I don't know, man. Mm, I got yes. about as much favor in Boston as I can f- throw Zidane Char in. Let me tell Dude, you. It's still Boston. It's still the playoffs. They've been calling penalties, Alex. I don't think so. Like you said, as the fur- further we go into the playoffs, the more the whistle be be thrown in the pocket. That's why I don't think Boston can make it out of round one this year. We'll see what happens. We have the rematch between Boston and Carolina. Fourth seed versus sixth seed. Boston lost all three of their round robin games. Philly four to one, Tampa three two, Washington two to one. Rask allowed five goals on sixty shots in his two games. In his two games that he did play, Carolina swept the Rangers with fantastic. If not, I will say it, and you should guess it because we're talking about my team. Phenomenal performances from Sebastian Aho, a absolutely astronomical performance from Sveshnikov, former. Muskegon Lumberjack, by the way. Andrei Sveshnikov. And Peter Mrazek, the stone-faced killer, in between the pipes. Whoa, 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 If this has something to do with Reimer, I'm shutting it down. Whoa! No. Reimer doesn't play a single game. 37 saves in game three of the clenching victory. James played outstanding. Continue. I tried to make sure everyone understood that James Reimer played amazing. Yes, my name is James Reimer, and the only reason why I was in that game is because it was a back-to-back. And how good did Reimer play? The one game where the Rangers outplayed the Hurricanes. I'm sorry, Tyler, but he is a lanky boy. Do you not see the save he made? I saw the save. What's the save? He's just a bah! He's a tennis backhand. Bah! Okay. But why did he have to make a tennis backhand save? Because the, why is that, Dougie Hamilton wasn't there. You're right, Alex. Because Why in that game did half of the entire Carolina Hurricanes roster have to be in the freaking crease making saves for Reimer? Why? Ah, yes. Because he needs help. You know who don't need help? Peter Mrazek. Okay, we got too close there. That was, that was I must say, I... Let me smell your breath. Let me smell your breath. <laughs> Man, do you drink it? It's a beer. But no, I, listen, Mrazek looked really good in the first two games in... Stone-faced. Average 25 S- save in his two games. Super calm. Resting heart rate of three. And here's the thing. 
this will come down to the goaltending because I watched Tuka Rask in those two games that he played, and you could tell Rust was there. He was injured coming into the training camp, didn't do wasn't part of the uh, did he play? I don't think he played at all in the exhibition game. Yaroslav looked okay in game one, kind of got left hung out to dry, but then Rask came in, did well, just not as good as I'm sure people like to see him play. I believe he was with the 11 for, I forget what the exact number is on his stats. Let me click scroll down, scroll, scroll, scroll. He is towards the bottom. Tuka Rask, 917 save percentage. Not awful, a little bit above league league average. But man, Carolina is hungry. Unless Boston is trying the stupid rope-a-dope, thinking, oh man, everyone's not going to take us seriously, and we're just going to walk all over Carolina. You're going to have to stop Carolina, who wants to Beat Boston into a pulp. They want to absolutely knock him around. Because listen, how do you not? How can anyone? How can anyone? This is it, Alex. I'm going with it. How can anyone? Oh, boy. Cheer outside of the New England area. Cheer for the Boston Bruins. How? Even Connecticut, who have Whalers fans. How can any of them cheer for the Boston Bruins? How can any of them want that team to win for how they've played? And listen. This is the year people want them to get hammered. This is the year Boston's going to get hammered. Yes, Alex? Can I speak, Mr. Danielson? <laughs> you, got a, you got a point you want to make? People move away from Boston sometimes. That's a good idea. Everyone move away from Boston. Oh, because they... Oh, remember last year, Alex? Oh, I can't listen to some guy talk with a Southern accent about hockey. We just talked with Peyton Turnage, who is an absolutely great hockey mind. Those people don't give a rat's behind. They are awful fans. They are the worst because they think they know everything. Why? Because he had Bobby Orr. He had Bobby Orr. Guess what? You know what? He blew his knees out. Probably did it on purpose because he knew he was going to live in Boston. You wonder why Terry Sawchuk had mono, Alex? Because he got sick of playing in front of Boston fans. I'm just saying, what in the right mind makes you want to think Boston's going to win this series? No way Boston makes it out of the first round. Unless they try to go after every Canes player, they try to absolutely mutilate him and not give him a chance to play, not allow him to skate and try to injure everybody. But guess what? They're calling penalties in these playoffs. Carolina's going to have 30 power play opportunities. They're going to convert on half of them. Tuka Raska is going to get chased. Yaroslav Halak's going to get chased. Who's the goaltender in Providence, Alex? Doesn't matter. He's going to get chased, too. Carolina's offense is on fire. Peter Mrazek can start. James, Rem- I want James Rummer to get redemption. If it's game three... Game th- or there's an opportunity to clinch Alex, and the Canes have an opportunity to start James Reimer on the back-to-back because every series gets a back-to-back. Get James in there because James deserves to beat Boston. I want it to happen. Carolina over Boston. Four. Four games. Carolina smokes them. Clam chowder, eat it. Eat your clam chowder because no one likes it. Give me that. What are they eating, Carolina, Alex? Uh, smoke bar- smoke bar- Bar- barbecue. And, barbecue. And, and, and barbecue all the way. Carolina barbecue. Help. Carolina barbecue. Carolina ring for pepper. Let's go. Let's get it. No. Carolina all the way. Here, Carolina all the way over Boston. Boston is going to lose and lose badly. I am sick of people cheering for them and expecting them to win. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Can I have my lighter back for safety Boston purposes? is going to lose. Whether or not good. Carolina wins, I don't know. This is just absolutely stupendous that people actually want to cheer for this Tyler team. John Keel. Yes. Take a deep breath. <sighs> I'm scared. Tom Brady's out in New England. There's nothing good in Boston anymore. Bruins losing four, and they go home. No Alexi Lafreniere for you. Carolina wins it. 
Mrazek wins three. Reimer wins the fourth. Let's go. Take it down the Alex, you got something to say? Are you done? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, I like Carolina. They're they're a good team. Good good pros. Um, I'm sweating. <laughs> just sweating let's, over let's here. Take your, let's take your fist and put that over there. Okay. Okay. I'll be I'll be the voice of reason while we're talking about Carolina here. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh thank thank you. Thank That's you, Kelly's Kelly. hand, by the way. Thank you, Kelly. Good, good friend. I'm gonna need that ice cream because I'm kind of sweating right now. Front of, front of the show, you didn't ask for ice cream. I did too. Are you kidding me to get me ice cream? Oh god, he's angry again. Help! You didn't get me Help. ice cream. Help! Oh my lord. <sighs> okay, I've got I've got five minutes. I don't have any more coffee. He's gone. Okay, we're good. Um, Caroline. Oh, okay, okay. Caroline is a good team. Um, make sure you okay. You you okay? I'm trying to. Okay, uh, make just, sure you just you just hold off for a second. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take this one home. Don't you worry. You just you just you just take care of the music and stuff. I'll take this one home. Okay. 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 Here, have some water. Here you go. Here you go. Here you shout go. out, shout out, little Willie. Here you go, Doc. <laughs> little Willie. Hashtag Kelly hand. Here you go, Doc. Here you go, Doc. Okay. Go. White, your hand. White. See, this is like you and trying to give me a tissue during the wedding, and just give me one thing. Here you, go. Here, you go, this, Doc. This is, Here you go, Doc. Shout out to our to our friends at Second String Leather. Are you trying? That's a Second String Leather flyer. Are you trying to do? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now that being said, Kelly, little Willie's trying to get a hashtag Kelly hand. Hashtag Kelly hand. Hey! Hashtag Kelly hand on hitter. There, there we go. Anyways, Carolina, I have all the confidence in the world in. This team looks strong. This team looks fierce. Like you said, they're hungry. And bear meat is on the menu. Oh, that was before the screaming. That's right. <laughs> bear meat is on the menu. Char is old. Rask looks weary. Pasternak doesn't look great. Marshand is not the rat that he used to be. He may be able to do some magic in the playoffs because he is just that good. Bergeron, have we heard from him? Yay, nay, I don't think so. Carolina just has too many. They just have too many cards in the deck. They really do. Kelly is Kelly is coming. Kelly's. Kelly's down by the table right now. She's saying hi. I don't know why you're not I waving. can confirm that nothing's bad's happening. That being said, I'm saying Carolina. I'm not going to say four because I'm not unreasonable. I know my team. I know the Boston Bruins. Carolina, seven. I want seven games. Carolina and seven. I want seven games purely on the basis that I want Carolina to lose the first two games. I want game three to go to Carolina. I want Carolina to win the fourth game. Boston gets one more. And then I want Boston fans to lose. I want them to lose two straight games to set their fate with two shutout victories. Canes and seven. Final answer. I'm calmed down now. Coming, coming up here on 
second uh, 12-ounce sports. We got to wrap this up quickly. Talking randos with talking miners with the rando. I'm all flushed now. Uh, he's going to have America's uncle, Asterios Kakinos, come on to talk XFL and sports during COVID, the NHL draft and how it was rigged, and then all caps, and then college football infighting, all that coming up here. We must wrap this up, Alex, very quickly because he's going to talk about the rock then. He's talking talk about, about XFL. Yes, sir. So that is Alex, take it away. I'll take it away. Make sure that you can relax from now. Make sure to use the hashtag TKS if you have anything that you want to talk about in between today's episode and Thursday's episode or all the way until Monday's episode. Who knows? At The Keel Show on Twitter and Facebook. Tune in Thursday for The Quick Shift with Tyler where he's going to be doing recaps of the initial few games. And then we will see you on Monday for the regular show for Tyler Keel, the Insider Insiders, for hashtag Kelly Hand. I am your host, Alex Keel. We will see you next time. Bye, Boston! Yeah.